Hello and welcome to the Salacast on Sunday the 23rd of September 2018. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Remember when we had no news? And <laughs> also Robert Kemp. Taking part in a poop cast today? <laughs> well, let's hope not. Mm. Yeah, don't be casting. Any of that. Yeah, just, <laughs> you can listen to it on the toilet. Don't be creating a podcast on the toilet. Yeah, I'll, I'll dial in whilst, uh, whilst my stomach does backflips. And then it's like live. <laughs> you got any good input? Oh, I've got a lot of output. <laughs> Even though input is output. I mean, no, <laughs> you don't want it to be, though, do you? I ain't eating it. Yeah, but you have to say things. As in the output. I suppose, yeah. In terms of podcasts. <laughs> it's very difficult to make a podcast that was only input, because that wouldn't really make any sense. My input into the you're, conversation you, is you output. You record a podcast which is just a track of silence, because it's you listening to a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a new YouTube trend we've, we've, we've discovered. It's, like, yes. we're just, it's, just, it's a reaction video, but without the thing you're reacting to. Yeah, exactly. You only have the reactions. It's just like, and then if you're not one of those crazy YouTubers who do that constantly and play it up, it's just going to be a lot of quite a lot of silence. I had a so suggestion I, this week that we should try a format where uh, we do let's plays, but without the video. You know, like um, football commentary on on radio, where you have to like do the you let's play. You happened. have to describe what's going on at the same time. <laughs> For the podcast oh, format, for the man on the go or lady. Oh, that's quite interesting. And <laughs> I probably amazingly be, difficult. It'd be so hard. <laughs> yeah. But then thinking about it, it's like the 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 radio commentary on football doesn't describe every little kick, does no. it? Like, in no. fact, sometimes when nothing's going on, they just sort of chat shit, basically. And they do like have to sort of perhaps be a little more descriptive than they are on TV, right? Mm. Where they can just have large periods of time where no one says anything. Yeah. Mm. And then they'll occasionally start, or like cricket commentary where they start talking about random members of the crowd. Right, cricket yes. commentary, that's because there's a lot of nothing happening most of the time in the game. <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> Either way, yeah. I mean, I, I guess at least you... everyone knows the game of football, whereas if you guys are doing Let's Plays, people might not know the game. So you well, have if, to you were, if you were going to make this theoretical video, which we're probably not going to make anything, audio, you'd have to you'd basically do two uploads. You'd do the face cam commentary video and then the actual gameplay, so you can run them next to each other and then have, have it sync up. <laughs> so if you wanted oh, to see. only see the face cam and try and guess what was happening, you'd Let, have that video. The let's play in pieces. And you have to do the legwork if you want to watch it at once. It'd be funny if you could if you did like the um the face cam with no audio as well. <laughs> so it's like, it's a, it's a, that would be very good at all. There's a face cam with no audio. There's an audio feed of us just talking, <laughs> and then unrelated. And then yeah. <laughs> just make it as difficult as possible. Yeah. Build your own let's play. You could take audio from something else and put it over the top and see what happens. Put like Gungeon over the top of Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> Barrett's got the noise gun. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of news. Yep, sure is. There's an awful lot of news. We've got Nintendo Direct. We've got proper news. We've got EGX to talk about. Are we jumping in then? Has no one got any random tales? 
Other than, other than the fact that I'm a bit, yeah, other than my, 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 I ate something I shouldn't have, apparently. What was that? And that's pizza. <laughs> it can't be pizza. Yeah, no. It, was, it wasn't pizza? like, I mean, it was like a, a co-op packaged pizza around someone's mm. house last night. So, you know, I'm questioning it. Mm. I'm questioning co-op pizza here. It's causing me some problems. I had delicious I mean, pizza last night, but it took two hours to arrive. <laughs> we wow. watched the whole film before it turned up. Wow, that's kind of bad. It was very nice, though. I should have ordered it earlier. It was a Saturday. No, it was. Um, it was trying. I was trying to try something uh, new, like a f- maybe fancier pizza place that I spotted on my walk out <laughs> in Finsbury Park. It's called Yard Sale Pizza. It was very nice, but they it did had take... to go find a yard sale where they could buy the pizza, presumably, and then yeah. To- Took a little while to deliver it to us. Yeah, <laughs> just driving around in a in an Uber, just trying to find a pizza on the side of the road. It's just, well, we got one. We got one. Quick, deliver it. Was it good once it arrived? You just have to be aware of your time restrictions. Yeah, it was good indeed. We oh, watched Solo, huts. which I hadn't seen. Oh, which didn't have a hut in it, but it has references to huts. <laughs> <laughs> imagine quite a lot of yeah quite a lot of hut reference there has to be surely well, there are a few but they're not actually uh, they don't actually appear any kind of hut no you thought that would have been the perfect opportunity to yeah explain, well the thing is this massive debt apparently well that was the 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 problem well one of the issues with the film is like um it's not too bad but of course it didn't like um it flopped a little bit um, so they won't make another one, but it, clearly they're leaving space to do a second Han Solo prequel movie with Jabba the Hutt, which mm. is annoying. It's like, just do one. Don't get that greedy and like do a whole trilogy of freaking Han Solo films. That's ridiculous. But that's yeah, obviously should, what they were kind of planning. So um, You should, you should at least like, now. prove that what you're doing makes a bit of sense. And if and if and if Solo didn't like on its own didn't make a whole lot of sense, then yeah, it's... that's the trouble with that whole idea. It's like you can't if you do everything in one film and it's great, and then you're like, oh, we want to make sequels, and now there's nothing left to work with. Yeah. <laughs> so they kind of had to make it not the whole thing, and then if it and then be screwed if it didn't do well. Yeah. So they had to leave a few lines from the original Star Wars because the entire film, of course, is just like Rogue One is constructed based on like two or three lines that were in the original Star Wars film, right? Mm. Yeah. Do a Kessel Run and Kessel Run. Yep. (laughs) And that's about it. (laughs) It had the Kessel Run part. Yeah. It had the winning the Millennium Falcon off Lando in a card game part, obviously. Yep. Yep. But it didn't have the. But but they left, yeah, exactly. But they left for the next one, which they probably won't make now. The part where he drops all his cargo at the first sign of an imperial shipment. They didn't do that part. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, so various bits um, available. Um, Did they try and make the black holes look fancy? Yes, obviously. You have to make it look stupid. (laughs) The more, as it's known. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even one black hole, it's like 12 or something. Well, uh, you know, I was complaining about The Force Awakens using the TIE Fighter attack theme from the original when the Millennium Falcon is getting attacked by TIE Fighters. Uh, But this one did it again in a better way, but then it blended it. So 
they were being attacked by TIE fighters and it was the TIE fighter attack theme, obviously. Dun, 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 And then they go into, like, the more stuff and there's a bunch of, like, big rocks of carbon and it starts doing the asteroid theme from, you know, when they go into the asteroids from Empire Strikes Back, so it blends into that one. That bit. And then it goes into the Star Wars theme and it's like it's blended all all through together into one sequence, which was pretty ridiculous, but quite good. I mean, they did an asteroid scene without sonic bombs, though. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. I guess the sonic bomb. Oh, no, it would have been. I keep forgetting that the prequels were prequels. That's <laughs> old technology. Yeah. Except probably not really, because since it was a slave one thing, that's probably just like random bounty hunter technology that yeah, no one else actually has. <laughs> Custom made. Yeah. Custom made by New Zealanders. Wow. <laughs> All right, so yeah, didn't really pass muster for you then. Oh, no, it was fine. It was just like um, um, pretty forgettable, I would say. Although, but mm. I think they all did a decent, like the guy playing Han Solo did a decent job and the action sequence was really good. So I quite enjoyed it, but it was like consequence free. And so it didn't annoy me as much as like Rogue One and it definitely didn't annoy me as much as The Last Jedi. Yeah, fair enough. So I would give it a watch for sure. Fair enough. Throw away Star Wars I mean, Universe Adventure. My main problem was um I don't really rate that actress, you know, who plays Daenerys in Game of Thrones. I don't know. Uh what's her face? She's quite famous these days. Um anyway, I don't think she's uh that good <laughs> at the whole acting thing. Who is Daenerys? Does she have like another moniker? Not like Oh, she's Khaleesi or whatever. Khaleesi, what's that like? Queen of Queen of Dragons. Queen of Dragons, yeah. That's right, it. her because she's got an ad on as well where she's singing in a Spanish bar for some reason. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah, I, don't uh, I, think it's, I think it's a perfume ad. I'm not sure. <laughs> probably, she's probably going to be in all the perf- perfume ads in future. All of them. Yeah, you know how there's certain actresses who are beautiful and then they end up like Kristen Stewart or whatever. Like now, her right. main job is to be in those posters when you go into the department store. Sure. And Kira Knightley. Yeah, Kira Knightley. Yeah, nothing nothing but Chanel ads. Yeah, I think that's the fate that awaits uh, mm. uh, this lady. This lady. Whoever her real name is. It's it is famous. I've just it's just slipped my mind. Person de person. It's Spanish. <laughs> person de person. Emilia Clark. It's Spanish. I actually remembered it. <laughs> actually remembered it without looking up. Amazing. Cheese. Yeah. Is it cheese? Because they put her in the in the uh, Terminator film as well as Sarah Connor, and that was that was gonna, that was a bad move. <laughs> I don't think that turned out very well. She vaguely looks like a younger version of yes. the Sarah Connor from Terminator Two. Sure. But I mean, the thing about the guy whose name I can't pronounce or remember playing Han Solo is he vaguely looks like a younger Harrison Ford, but he's also actually good. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I suppose you do. It's a tricky one, I imagine, for like that, because they, they, they kind of do have to cast somewhat close in appearance. Yeah, they do. But she was a new character. It's not like she has to look like... Yeah. 
Yeah. In this one, anyway. Yeah. Not in Sarah Connor, obviously, but for this film. So Just don't rate her. Just don't no, rate her. Just don't particularly rate her. She's fine. I don't know. Anyway. She's not paying. She's not paying. <laughs> did we talk about that on here before? Like oh, how they did a whole series, like not about chicken, featuring the chicken connoisseur. Uh, no. no. It was called Peng Life. They just tried to make a meme. In, they tried to make it a forced meme, basically. And, you know, there you go. We all know yeah, how it, that goes. It's an IRL forced meme, which is the worst kind. There's no Meshington. <laughs> but not, not that we saw. Not a single Meshington reference. <laughs> that, that bit wasn't even about chicken. <laughs> no, that was about, that was about crepes. There, there, was, there was a... Uh, there was a crep check. There was there was a whole segment about crep. Well, yes, I had to get that in there somewhere. That, I guess that was technically the other thing that was that <laughs> chicken connoisseur was originally about. It was mainly about chicken, but there was quite a lot of crep going there on. There was some crep check. Yeah. <laughs> they did like a um, was it like he 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 was he didn't know what the crep were like what they what, <laughs> what they were and he just sort of put, put what one of those no they put one put him on, they put him on his feet. And he had to guess how much they were worth, like which was the most expensive yeah. to the least expensive. And he, he, was, he was pretty accurate with that. Well, that he knows his crap. Well, it's that difficult to be accurate out of like five choices. <laughs> I guess. But like, I don't know, shoes and fashion and all that stuff is generally quite weird. You might mm-hmm. be like, these feel like garbage. Like, especially when it's like that sort of culture and it's like trainer culture, right? You, you want them to be like either snazzy or comfortable. And that's how you get your value from them, supposedly. But You'd think it would be okay, but you know, fashion. <laughs> I suppose there's more of a comfort thing in shoes than there is in, in, especially in that sort of shoe culture compared to other fashions. Like you wouldn't necessarily go, mm, the comfort rating on these stilettos is, is, is what's driving the price. <laughs> it could be, because it's a naturally uncomfortable thing. If it's slightly more comfortable, that's probably a good <laughs> price increase. <laughs> I don't, know. I don't know anything about shoes. No. They curl my feet. Sometimes. Some, sometimes. Most of the time they sit off my feet, I guess. <laughs> Crap check. Crap check. Right, let's get into this news. News! It's my news music. Okay. Because there's a lot of it. Yep. Needed, needed, needed some build-up. Uh, where should we start? Should we start in the Ninty Direct? Sure. <laughs> so long ago. Uh, yeah, I think this was like not long after the last cast. So this because is... it had been rescheduled from the week. It would have been the week before the last cast. Yeah, like the Thursday of that week. We would have had more news, so we would have had it last time, but <laughs> then it got delayed. And so now we got it this time. All right. Uh, did you? Should I only pick? Should I pick out highlights, or do you want to like run I think through? We need to go through absolutely everything. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's try and um, so uh, Luigi's Mansion Three. Suddenly, suddenly, even though they're remaking the original for the 3DS, and that doesn't come out until next year, they've decided to announce the third one, which is actually on Switch. Yeah, we're doing a brand brand new Luigi's Mansion. I still haven't played that second one. In fairness, well, yeah. no, because it was on the 3DS. I guess. Yeah, I guess I could lend it. Do you have? Life. I do, do have, I have that to... cartridge. Oh yeah, I, do. I already yeah. did lend it to you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I do have that cartridge. Yeah, so like people are looking at it, thinking it's like oh, that that okay. There's there's a there's a hotel theme going on here this time. So it's like well, it looks like just like one giant building. Yeah, on the logo. 
Yes, very tall building yeah. this time, rather than necessarily a, a mansion. Because two is like five separate mansions, except some of them weren't even mansions, I guess. <laughs> sheds. Yeah. Luigi's sheds. There was one that was basically a warehouse. <laughs> right. So I guess this is actually a return to a return to how it's supposed to be, maybe? Maybe. Who knows what the story will be, though? Yeah. Because they already had to come up with some weird bullshit for the second game. Hotel Luigi. The first game, it made perfect sense. It was all a big trick by King Boo, hmm. made up of the competition which Luigi won to win a mansion which was actually haunted because the mansion maybe didn't even exist. But somehow he'd stolen Mario along the way? Well, I think there was probably, it was implied that like Mario got caught by the same competition, but he got there first, so he right. got captured, and then Luigi turned up and met Egad and all that's it. And then in two, it's just like, well, apparently Egad just found this mysterious valley that's full of ghosts, and they're all nice ghosts until the dark moon happens, and then they all turn bad, and now you have to go through these five buildings that are in this valley. Rather than just wait for the dark moon to pass? <laughs> well, you know, the dark, dark moon was, spoilers, was caused by King Boo. No, oh, King Boo. Because <laughs> it's always fucking King Boo. Oh, King Boo. <laughs> so are we hype? Or is it just a thing? It depends. Well, it's another one of those situations of like, if they make it better, <laughs> it'd be nice. Because, I mean, the thing about the 3DS was the original game had the weird seasick controls, which was like, it was cool, but it was kind of awkward. I'd, I think it worked. Yeah, it was a little strange, wasn't it? Because it was tank rotation, wasn't <laughs> yeah, it? And, but you, rotational you, controls. Yeah, you had like eight directional movement on the left stick, but tank rotation on the right, because you needed see back and see forward for something else. For pulling or, the ghosts. Yeah. So that was like weird, but like oh no, that was vertical, wasn't it? See so out, see it, uh, yeah. Because you were down. pulling, yeah. ghosting with the pulling back on the C stick constantly. It was like that was weird, but kind of cool. It was like an interesting use of that controller because not very many games even use the C stick for virtually anything. So mm. that was slightly interesting, and you know, it was like practically the first game you gave, so <laughs> they didn't know what they were doing. Well, it was, yeah, it was a launch game. That's what it says. But then, like in two, it kind of lost the. Well, it didn't even lose the pulling mechanic, but because it was the 3DS, you just had a button that was would have been like down on the C-Stick, except it wasn't the stick any longer. Right. It was the look-up button, I <laughs> which see. also functioned as the pull-ghost button or whatever. So you didn't necessarily get that same... So like, it didn't, yeah. You that, didn't, that tugging feel that you and, had. Yeah, you because know, it was the 3DS, you didn't have dual sticks, you just had the one stick to control your rotation as you're walking around, and then once you locked onto the ghost, it turned into that kind of push the button to pull mechanism mm. that was kind of like how it worked with the C-stick, but not exactly the same. But now they have, you know, two sticks. They could actually just make it much more precise, I guess. Yeah. More like, a, more like an actual game. A little more faithful. <laughs> more like a modern game. actual game with real controls mm. instead of a weird thing that they just had to hack together for whatever system it was on at the time. I always think it was a bit strange that Luigi's Mansion 2 was 3DS-focused anyway, like, rather than Wii U, I suppose. They probably just didn't want to make something that big out of it, I guess. And also, it's it's not actually like... Is it second-party Nintendo? I don't think it's like first-party. It's like there is a sub-studio that does... Oh, what, you reckon it's or like at least Camelot two. or something? Or yeah, like, I think yeah. 2 was done by someone inside... It's partially inside Nintendo. It's not really a first-party thing. Yeah, okay. I think. I don't know for sure. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah. In the same way that, like... Smash Brothers was, I guess. Yeah, at first. Or Monolith handles Xenoblade, for instance. And, yeah. yeah. So it could be good. And, you know, and the other question is, how big will it be? 
now that it's a real game. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There was a certain amount of like, okay, my immediate takeaway was there's something off about the style. Because I don't think, like, that first game has such a, like, a landed style. Like, even, like, the little thing where, like, where they sh- he shines a light on the ghosts and the text pops up, a bit of me was all like, well, that doesn't look right. <laughs> I was like, I don't know why. Like, I had, imme- I had immediate gut reaction and be like, that looks worse somehow. Well, yeah, I guess it's, like, almost too generic. Yeah. It's just like it's a generic, it's like aerial font or something. You need like a bit of stylization on those. I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll admit, some of the styling in the in that first game is a little bit unreadable in places. Like yeah. you know, where the numbers are like like surrounded by like like yellow and purple like madness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not that you need to necessarily see the numbers. No, you, you just, just need to know the bar. You just need to know they're going down, and that, and you had a sound to help you that. Just, yeah. In fact, they could just get rid of the numbers entirely. Oh, I suppose it was, it was kind of nice because you could like tell how. Yeah. Oh, shut up! Exactly. <laughs> Noises like that. Yeah. Not numbers. eBay. So yeah, I don't know. That you know, it could be good. Twenty nineteen. <laughs> undisclosed. Not exactly saying much. No, really, but an, an undisclosed part of twenty nineteen. Also, no title. Luigi's Mansion Three is working title. Like, because I guess there's a missing subtitle, right? As it normally is with, like, because Dark yeah. Moon was added to two. Yeah, um, but they don't have to do that. Hotel Luigi. It could just straight be Luigi's Action 3. I should call it Hotel Luigi. <laughs> what, mate? Let's put in some Hotel Mario references. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, some toast. <laughs> some toast. Uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn coming to 3DS. Well, basically, several Wii U games yeah. for 3DS is what they're doing now, apparently. I think that's a sensible idea. But I mean, they could just put on the Switch. Yeah, <laughs> Switch would probably almost be a better fit again because they were already designed for that resolution and stuff like that. Like, yeah, like just put them on Switch, yo. Uh, then a very cryptic Splatoon two version four trailer because it was done in a in like in world well, style. All of those Splatoon trailers have been like that, really. Where yeah. they don't actually tell you they don't literally have any words they're just like here's some here's some funky stylish shots of things that are new and it's like well i guess those weapons are new because they're differently colored than yeah it's like it's like a hammer and the like the thing oh, and, yeah, and the new, new grenades and, and like uh i didn't i still don't actually know what the dragon ball is about that they showed at the end of it yeah it's like some kind of like some kind of advanced splashdown yeah because it basically appears to do the same thing when he fires it so i thought i thought yeah I'm, i haven't been asked to go and read up what, what that's all about because no. this stuff's all out version 4 to... came out like immediately after that trailer but you don't need to see it you can just go in the game and play it yeah now. you don't need to read anything so there have been some changes i might as well talk about that now because I, d- I dug into splatfest yesterday mm. to to check out some of this stuff um uh like so the they they have uh, messed around a little bit. Like there's like normal and pro mode for doing Splatfest, and I think that's about how, like how you team up and things like that. Like it's their equivalent of doing like league games, I suppose, during Splatfest. Mm. So you could so you could pro up during a Splatfest. Um, but there's this new there's these um like ten times and a hundred times modifiers that can apply to fights during Splatfest, and that that basically means this particular battle is going to be worth. 10 times the, or 100 times the number of votes or wins to, that contribute to the Splatfest score. Kind of unnecessary. Um, yeah. A little strange, a little random. Add some tension, I suppose. Tension mounting. And they, uh, 
they they have messed around a bit with how the lobby system works a little bit. Like it feels feels like they're slowly edging towards a better solution for that stuff, but they're still not quite there. Like for instance, when you're in the lobby now, it will show you what weapon everyone has selected, but you still can't change it at that point, so it's kind of pointless. It's like you can see everyone's got these weapons selected, and it's like you still can't build a team composition based on that because it doesn't let you. So it's like okay. Right, uh, it's a step in the right direction, but not quite. Still, um, there's like a ready up indicator that only readies up if you're like that only makes a difference. Like if you've gone to like set equipment before the fight, like that ready symbol won't be shown until they come out of the equipment menu. That, that doesn't mean you could unready yourself or <laughs> anything like that. It's yeah, it's it, it's still not quite there. Um, and also that lobby now has like during at least during Splatfest had an irritating beep that was playing the entire time. Um, it's like going beep, 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 beep. and I think that's because like it was like the notification noise for like a news flash ticker that was going on down the bottom of the screen where it was telling you these people just won a hundred times battle. Um, but I do like the fact that you're like at the start of a match now your team gets a name, like it just makes up a name for you for your for your crew based on the the people that are in it. Like so, if you get a squad of nothing but dudes. It'll say this is a. It'll put dude in the name of your team somewhere. So it's like this is the dude squad, and then if you're like entirely made up of squid characters rather than octolings, you'd be like the dude squid squad. Except there'd be all kinds of other variants of it. It's like oh, this is this is the the, the squid syndicate, or this is the, the the crazy octo party, and it's like I don't know, just that. It's stupid. It means nothing, but I like that it's there. <laughs> so splitting, mm. and also that that shot of what we thought was a new stage. In that uh, trailer, it was just the Splatfest stage. Well, the bit that one tiny bit of a shot where it just briefly showed because it showed the bounce pads. Yeah, you can yeah. see it kind of has that space-looking background. Yeah, so that was just Splatfest stage. That was just this Splatfest stage. So nothing really. But the new stage is the actual new stage, presumably that yeah. Japanese Tevoli. Yeah, that is. yeah, yeah. That that looked cool. I, I, yeah, I don't think that's. I haven't seen. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Seen the I, haven't, I haven't seen that in rotation, <laughs> as no. is traditional. Yeah, I don't, so I don't know if that's live or not. But yeah, it's too. Still being spent. I haven't heard that. I hope that music that was in the trailer is it gets added to the game as well because that was some, that was some funky beats. That was better than some of the songs they've added. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or I don't know. I kind of like the weird jazz fusion and the uh, even the weird country stuff they added. It's like it's all fine. It all, it's all in world. But I wish like they. I still wish they'd br- just bring the music from Splatoon One over. Mm. Like just do that. It's an easy win, surely. Uh, anyway, yeah, Splatoon. We'll come back to that a little later. Um, uh, Capcom beat em up bundle. I don't know. That's a cool thing, right? Or as the, the Jim Sterling video declared, the Lagom Lagom Up Laggle, <laughs> which probably <laughs> tells you something about how well that works. Oh, really? Is it? Because so, it came out immediately, right? Yeah. Like, it was a shadow drop. Um, <laughs> Lagom Up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, surely for like local play that must be absolutely fine, but like they were touting oh, this as like a yeah, uh, online, uh, yeah, as an online thing. It's like, hey, you can finally play these beat 'em ups online, and a couple of them we've never released outside of the arcade before. Um, and it's quite a lot in the pack, isn't there? Like eight or something, mm. eight eight arcade beat 'em ups. So it's like it's not that bad a not that that bad a deal. Except I guess it doesn't work <laughs> if you want online. At least. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I thought that was cool. Uh, they're re-releasing new Super Mario Brothers U. God damn it! On uh, on uh, the Switch uh, in January, and it's like I 
I'm in the minority, I think, and I thought that game was fine. I thought I it was pretty good, in fact. I think but... a lot of people think it's fine and good. It's just like, can we not have that again? And, you know... What, you want? You wanted a new... And, new you, already, and you already had, like, basically two games after that that were the same as well. But they're including... Well, they're including one of them in this one. Yeah, they're including like, Luigi in it. Come Luigi on. U. New TV now. Maybe less wah. Wah, wah. <laughs> I love the wah. Uh... Katamari Damacy re-roll. Yeah. Which, yeah, is just a re-release of the first game. I mean, I guess. Out. Re-roll, We yeah. didn't play that one on our video. We played the second one. We played, yeah, the better one. <laughs> we played We Love Katamari. So, so, in fact, I don't think I've, I've really, I'd never put much time into the first one. Hmm. Because that, that never, I don't think that got an, a, an EU release or a UK release. Um, I think that was like Japan and America only. Yeah. Like, we missed it for some reason. And then We Love Katamari came out here, so that was my jumping on, jumping on point. And then, uh, and then the 360 one wasn't as good. Nope. So it's, I have no idea if the first one's as good as the second, but I doubt it. Muchly the same, though. Uh, and then we got the, um, here's where we're going to talk about Switch Online and why it's so great. They kind of failed there. Well, I mean, they said exactly what they were what we already say. knew. Yeah, not, nothing special at all, really. In this, that you know, it, it was September eighteenth, which has you know been and gone now. It's a, it's out. It's a thing. Um, you needed it to play online, but that was oh man, the sales pitch for the online play. So is like, yeah, yes, I, like I know we knew, we knew this was coming. And yes, like it's. Um, yeah, we always knew that, that they were going to make online play a paid thing. But the way they sold it in this direct was all like, hey, now there was almost like now you can play with people across the world from anywhere. Now you can use this crappy app to voice chat. And it's like, yeah, we've been doing that already. It's like it's not a sell. It's like we know what this is. Um, and it's, it's like you can't make it like this big, amazing thing because it's not a big, amazing thing. You're, you're releasing a service that's worse than the other services to do things we already did and they were like yeah look at this isn't it amazing and it's like no shut up you've got this they're playing this all wrong I don't know I, like it's just I don't think there's anything they could have done to make it better but apart from have it happen immediately rather than over a year yeah like, that would have been better it's just so weird it's it's yeah and like the, the so the NES library is the one and cloud save I suppose like are the two things really we're getting out of this for for your monies, um, which what worked out like eighteen seventeen eighteen quid for the year for an individual membership, yeah, which is uh yeah you know a couple of quid less than the dollar price, which doesn't translate all that well as usual. Um, <laughs> but it's better than it just being the same price. Yeah, uh, but you know that NES library is kind of poop at the moment. It's like it's eighteen games that are. You know, pretty much the early NES titles, and they're, they're all first Mario by three. That's yeah, the has got Mario three. About, really. Yeah, although the NES version of Mario three was always oh, it's got less. Zelda. It's got Zelda. Good. I guess if you want to play the original, but that was a weird game. Original Zelda's fine. Uh, it would, well, it would have been more interesting if they'd put Zelda two on. There, yeah, like that's more interesting to us anyway. Yeah, and we know they're going to roll this stuff out, and we know they're probably going to have to go and get licenses and stuff of more of the more titles on the platform plus there are rumors circulating thanks to uh 
graphics they found in the recent Switch firmware that that suggests they're going to be making SNES style controllers, like the NES style controllers they announced. Um, so we, we're probably going to see SNES games turn up in this library as well, which would be mm. lovely. Cool. Um, but the big old question with all of this is, as as it always has been with Ninty and Virtual Console, is when. Just crack this stuff out, Ninty. You've got to make it worth it. Like, just just put it out there. Don't tease us. And like, does it mean like we just still don't know if the like the, the stuff is going to get phased out of the library as well? Like, if it will be rolling mm. um, as well. So there's all this that they didn't really clear up. I feel like they said that at some point, but I don't remember for sure. I don't think they specifically said that uh, said that stuff couldn't go out. <laughs> Nor did they really say that stuff would go out. So we're in that sort of limbo state. They just said that things would get added. But, uh, yeah. And special offers, which they didn't tell us anything about. Well, I mean, depends whether it will be any more special than the stuff they're already trying to do with the Nintendo accounts. Yeah. Whether it's just those same things, but now you now you have a more locked down account. I Imagine it'll be like, you get a di- like, like PS Plus and Xbox Live where you get a bit of a a tiny discount on some games just because you've got a Switch Online account. You already get that with, without, we already had that before with the regular Nintendo account. Well, I mean, they've still got like the um, platinum points or whatever it is, yeah, like trade-in policy, or gold points. It's gold, isn't it? Yeah. Well, gold for discounts and platinum for random bullshit that you don't want. That nobody ever wants, <laughs> yeah. I think all of my points have expired now. I think while you're about, so there was nothing I wanted to cash in to. on. Yeah. Absolutely nothing worth cashing in on. And I had my last last month when they had the it's it's your birthday month, so here have some offers on shit you don't want. Naturally, mm. <laughs> there's a terrible selection of yeah, games. Oh god, yeah, I, I'm looking at that, that was that was bad. Uh, yeah, so they haven't really had a decent track record with that stuff in recent times. Anyway, it's not like the old club Nintendo I mean, stuff, the, which the was gold pretty great. Points are fine. I mean, that's that's about as much yeah. as you can say. But it's like you get so few of those that it's present. But it's still a discount. It's still something. It's still a discount to something you're going to buy in the future. Yeah. <laughs> Even if if you buy like... it off Nintendo and don't like get your cartridge elsewhere or something. Then... Well, I mean, or, you know, to buy them online like you should, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, NES controllers was the other thing. Um, I mean, I guess that's cool, but whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I guess they wanted to make them real, but it, they, it was kind of dumb how they made them bigger than the actual system. They want the, they made them the literal size of their yeah. controls instead of scaling them to fit on the side of the Switch, so they stick out a mile. Do so you reckon they, they would be better if they'd have scaled them down? I don't know if they would have been better. It would have just looked better. Yeah, while it was docked, anyway. Not that or... you could use those controllers for anything else, really. No. They, have enough, they don't have all the buttons on. And they don't have any of the um, motion tracking or any of that stuff. Yeah. And it's still like, what, $60 for the pair or something? And you know what is better better than the NES controllers is if you're in Japan, you get the Famicom version. And those are much more. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. The weird gold version. And they have the little, like, mic on Player 2's controller. They have the mic and the little slider, which presumably don't actually do anything. That's still cool, though. (laughs) But it's still pretty cool. That's still cool. Yeah, bummer. I suppose you could just order those and it would be fine. Probably. Though. Yeah. Oh, you know, but you have to order them from Switch Online. Like, you can only get oh, those right, if yeah. you're an account owner and you order them direct from Nintendo. So you pro- probably wouldn't be able to, unless you 
change the it. country or whatever. Yeah, so well, you can't do that while you're subscribed to the small print. No. You can't no, change no, the region, no region switching anymore. You'll switch whilst you're... You can theoretically still do it, You have to, but you have to cancel your subscription. If you're right. a recurring subscription, you have to cancel it and then it will let you change region. Huh. Uh, yeah, so those Diablo three, I think we knew was coming. coming yeah, uh, Super Mario Party. They didn't really tell us anything new. No, uh, Town, which might be the best name for a game. I hope they don't change it together, though. Presumably, let's get hype for Town. Yeah, it's not that hype. I mean, it looked interesting. Like, like it's a, so it's like a. It's all set within the confines of this town and there's monsters attacking. But I kind of liked the bit where he just plucked ideas out of the air. (laughs) Yeah, but whatever that means. (laughs) Just, I don't know, it it had had some style. It had a bit of a, like, that kind of Japanese game style that they, that's kind of classically of the Dragon Quest is not entirely similar, but vaguely similar. Yeah, yeah. I suppose there is a little bit of a a, a stolen look. In well, that I assume that's just Inspired, a Japanese but, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I guess because you could probably put yokai in that bracket yeah. as well, and maybe even Earthbound looks a little that way <laughs> from pixel art. Yes, yeah. yes. Anyway, town, uh, city skylines. Coming to Switch. Suddenly. It looked kind of garbage, to be honest. It like a, a very pared back bad, version. Bad frame rate. Yeah, terrible frame rate. I don't know if it graphically looked that, you know. I mean, uh, I think it, it had to be turned down quite a bit. Yeah. Not like, like, not it looked good terrible. at night. Sure. The night graphics looked fine, but the day graphics looked like quite pared back. And, I don't know if it's that, really that bad. It's kind of hard to tell on that kind of video. Yeah. Then we got a sort of story trailer for Demon X Machina. Not exactly the story. No. They briefly mentioned the one thing and that's it. They talked about that you can jump out of the mech. Yeah, which is weird. It is weird. Like, why Why would you need... There has to be a reason why to do that. Why would you ever do that? Yeah. The classic question of mechs. If you're in a mech, why would you ever get out and just be a person? That <laughs> game continues to look weird, but I dig it's metal. <laughs> uh, Yoshi's Crafted World is the official name for the that Yoshi game. Uh, coming out also in spring 2019. Mm. Um, <laughs> although I thought the announcer was being a little too cute with this and it's like what? you can play the level backwards? amazing I mean, that's, what they, that's what they do I know yeah a little too cute uh, Carcassonne which I think we knew was coming and all the other board games uh, uh, As- Asmodee stuff yeah uh, Civ 6 getting a Switch version that was spoiled before that direct. I think we talked about that last week, didn't we? Oh, did we? After we after the direct got delayed, and we were like, "Oh yeah, but well, they've already revealed that Civ Six is going to be there because they released their trailer early." Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Because they released it when the direct would have been. <laughs> yeah, I remember now. Oh, we'll probably be okay, right? Just I guess. I mean, do you reckon they're simplifying it like Civ Rev? No, or? it doesn't look like it. Hmm. it looks like they just made put that game out again. Fair enough. Uh, and we got a little bit more of the Starlink, Star Fox stuff. Uh, and everyone seems to be like, oh, hey, they've characterized these guys pretty well. Like, I don't know, that little wolf skit at the end. It's like, that's a pretty good voice. They've, they've given wolf. I guess. 
Uh, yeah, then uh, Crystal Chronicles Remastered. So we could maybe play that game again, maybe, except not really. Because, as usual, the classic problem with this is it's, it's a real hassle to get every, all the shit together that you need to play that game. Yes, yeah, so you need to get your GameCube out. We need to get all the GBAs out of the box. We need to wire it all up. We need to make sure they all get power somehow. Yep, batteries. Um, yeah. Some, I think one of our cables doesn't work or something. I think it, it's because those are... Those aren't official cables, are they? Uh, they don't fit very I think, well. I think a couple are and a couple aren't. <laughs> they don't fit very well on the top of the GVAs. Which is awkward. Yeah. But yeah, it's a big hassle. So now you can just do it online, but that's still only... I mean, that's still basically just going to be me and Rob. Yeah. <laughs> so it's still not actually going to be any more capable of being played. It's like... But here's, here's the thing. Like, the Crystal Chronicles Remastered isn't just coming out on Switch. It's it's getting a PS4 and an Xbox release yes, as well. Will it have crossplay? And will it have local play? Well... More importantly. Um, and how will that even work because of the whole thing about I don't how it think used, it will, to, how so you used to have your own screen? I think it will only have online. And, you know, if you don't play it online, you will just be playing it single player with the chalice removal. <laughs> Right, yeah, which wasn't the way to play that game. No, that was that was not a very good way to do it. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of cool that they're doing it, but yeah, you're right. The sort of logistics of it all seems to it's, make... it's easier, but you still need to have three other people who you can coordinate long game sessions with. Yeah, <laughs> very long game sessions. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy 15. This is the this is, I love the title. This Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition HD. Yep. It's strange. It's like, yeah, we've taken the mobile version and we've made it a little bit sharp. So it's a better version of the lesser version of Final Fantasy Fifteen. I'll be honest with you. I'm look, I look at like how the combat works in Pocket Edition and I go, I wish I had that camera angle, <laughs> like in in real Fifteen. It'd be slightly easier to play. Uh, Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon, everybody. Which I think uh, as we've. Was it is a remake of the original Chocobo Mystery Dungeon? Or one of one of them? I don't know if there's all one. Okay, okay. It's old anyway. Okay, it's like 2007 or something. So you don't really care. Well, as the Mystery Dungeon player. Well, that's the problem with it. It's like if it's that old, it's probably like a step back in what they even improved. Yeah. Not that they did improve that much between those games. It seems. No, it very much looked like a Mystery Dungeon game. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Final Fantasy XII Zodiac Age is coming to Switch, as is uh, Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy IX, Final Fantasy X and X2 remasters in 2018. So that'll be soon. Although everyone's going, where the hell is FF8? Yeah. It's like, why have you snubbed that one? And there's a theory circulating that it's because the port of eight that they that, that they did a little while ago wasn't actually that great and that they only really got their act together for nine. But then why is seven there? Just because, you know, isn't that port the same sort of <laughs> level? seven of, is really easy to run. Yeah. Because it's ancient. You just port that badly and just throw hardware at it. Yeah. So, so maybe they're expecting like, like eight is going to get that a little bit of extra retouch done to it or something. <laughs> and they'll put it out again. If they can be bothered. Yeah. Uh, and finally, Smash Bros. is getting a new character in the form of Isabel from Animal Crossing. Oh, yes. And, and, and the classic Tom Nook um, sequence that they showed. <laughs> yeah. Where he's just watching the Smash trailer play out and then for some reason has trouble turning on his lamp. And then it's like, oh, I better get back to work then. 
Like screwing people out of money, I suppose. Yep. <laughs> um, doing what he does. Yep. Because everyone wanted to beat up Tom Nook in, uh, in no, Smash Brothers. Just an Animal no. Crossing game. Yeah, an actual Animal Crossing game. But an actual Animal Crossing on Switch. Exciting. On sw- Switch. Maybe. In 2019. Yeah. Same problem. It's like, can they add anything to it or is it just going to be another one of those games? Is it just going to be New Leaf again? Oh. Yeah. Presumably they can do more now. I mean, they can do more because they've got a bigger system to do it on, yes. But whether they will or not. They can probably lean into the online stuff because they want people to buy online. <laughs> I'm not sure that's the game to do it. <laughs> I don't know, because they had some online stuff, though, didn't they? Kind of, but it was asynchronous. Unless, well, you could do it synchronous, but they, they were, that was the least important part, I guess. Mm. Like, the, the having people's houses turn up in your... They asynchronously turned up in your town so you could buy stuff out of them. Right. It was the main thing that that online was used for. Surely that would be the, the, the like, the, a, a big thing they could do would be to have co-op towns. Yeah, I mean, they could make it function better than it did, I guess. But when like, they so they like, could host them online or something and you could invite people to be your co-op partner and if it was like cloud-based, an EVA player could jump in to manage it. Yeah, like, they could have it be a save that was just like in a, a shared save. Yeah, that'd be really interesting. That would be better. I doubt they'll do that, nope. but that sounds really interesting. That like, sounds like the obvious next step to d- that they could take. Uh, yeah, so that was an indie direct. So the thing about Isabel, I want. I was <laughs> instantly confused and vaguely annoyed about. Is it. like they still don't fucking know. They introduced the whole concept of Echo characters, and they go. still don't know what the fuck they are. Yeah, because <laughs> Isabel is clearly a, an Echo character of the villager in some ways, but they've changed some stuff. So does that mean she's not? An but Echo? she's not. She's classed as a separate character, right? And like they don't, they made the whole concept of Echo characters to excuse them having clones, essentially. Mm. But even that, they didn't use it correctly because, as I said, it's like Isabel being a new character is like she's different enough of the villager that I can accept that. But then you go back one step further to the previous direct. The one that screwed it all up was Krom because he's classed as an Echo of Roy, but he has like totally different moves. Mm. <laughs> and it's not like he shouldn't be an Echo character either if you're going by that, or that logic. And then as even going back even further, as we said on the first announcement of Smash, why is Doctor Mario not an Echo character? <laughs> Because he yeah. really is. Because he, well, yeah, he has a couple of moves that are different from Mario. But that is like, if yeah, what is their classification of what is different enough? Yeah, because <laughs> even Dark Pit and Lucina technically have some different. I mean, Lucina less so, but Dark Pit mm. definitely has different moves than Pit. Although Dark Pit is very close, yeah, like closer. Yeah, but significantly different, like hits, I guess. Because Lucina really, the only difference is where the hit zone is. Versus Marv, her moves are identical. It's like, I, that. I get it. Like in some respects, like maybe they're taken because you had the like move customization system yeah. in in the Wii U version, where you know some of those moves weren't canon, I suppose, by that logic. But you could customize a character to have that move set with an amiibo. I think was that how that worked? I can't I'm remember. Not sure that's how that worked exactly. But um, so like they they've got a bit of a pool they could use this time round and be like oh we can use these moves on other versions of the character like and that's where echoes could come into play except not like, because not what they're doing yeah so it's anyway doesn't really, I suppose it doesn't really matter character's a character but yeah but I it's just they they I added feel the like classification they screwed up that classification yeah like, like if they and, and you know it's going to be more 
obvious when it's like the with the character select screen where you can stack the Echo Fighters. It's just like you've made this random classification that stacks these characters even though they're massively different from the characters they're based on when they shouldn't be and they should be separate characters except sometimes they are mm. so like even do it or don't <laughs> even go for it make logical choices and put echo characters where they're meant to be or just don't do it at all just mm. have everyone be a separate character don't make this weird half step but yeah and the other thing I wanted to say about the Nintendo Direct before we're done with the Nintendo Direct is Something that I like, I don't know if it was intentional, and if it is, someone someone who's running this direct was a genius, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but so they announced Animal Crossing at the end, but in the middle they had the announcement for that game called Town from from Game Freak. Game Freak, yeah, the Pokemon Company, not Pokemon Company, Game Freak, because Pokemon Company is a separate part of Game Freak. Mm. But they had the announcement for Town, and then immediately afterwards they had the City Skylines. And one of the Animal Crossing games, the subtitle is Town and City. And it's like, if that was intentional, that was a genius oh, one. wow. <laughs> like you, what, you reckon that was a, a, a very shrouded hint of yeah. what was to come? <laughs> like, if that was intentional, someone's a genius. <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Somehow I doubt that's intentional. But you never know. It's good. it's good, though. It's nice to believe someone did that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and so- also, speaking of things that are like probably not actually a reference to anything, the completely random Tom Nook can't turn on his light thing. Yeah, what is that about? My, this is totally not a thing that's real prediction. Yeah, assuming like, he's like a miser, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. No, well, my, yeah. my prediction well, he is... he didn't that, pay his power bill or something. <laughs> well, that, it turns on no, He's light shit. Because he, yeah, <laughs> he's saving all his money. No, my, sure. my prediction is that it's it's... Because it's in the Smash Brothers part, except I guess that was technically the Animal Crossing part at that point. My prediction is that's the, the hint for Shadow being an Echo character because he's in Shadow. <laughs> what? What Shadow? Which Shadow? He can't, can't turn on the light, so it's dark, and he's in shadows. Yeah, but what do you mean, sh- which Shadow? I mean, which Shadow? I mean, shadow, shadow, sh- shadow the Hedgehog, the Echo character that everyone thinks is coming because it's real obvious. Okay. What? The, uh, but. No, <laughs> I mean, why not? I mean, that that sounds like a stretch. Of course, it's a stretch. It's a dumb, just like when we had that thing where we said about zero suit Samus at the end of the thing, and we were like, "That's got to mean story mode." Probably not, but <laughs> it's just one of those weird bits where it's just like, "Why is this bit here?" Yeah, and it's like, does it? Yeah, mean there's something? definitely got to be a reason why his light is dodgy, right? I get, I get that. Unless like power outages or something like that is like part, <laughs> yeah, part yeah, of Animal Crossing. They're making Crossing. some kind of weird mechanic in the yeah. Animal Crossing game to do with power. And then I think we can safely assume talking about Smash some more. They after this direct, they released the pre-orders, I guess, or made some more official pre-orders because I guess pre-orders have been around for ages. Because of the new hardware bundle for it, sure, which yeah. comes out like well ahead of the game as well. Yeah, which like is November. Weird. They did say like you'd specifically get a download code for so the game, so you won't yeah. have to get the game. Early, yes. So they sort of planned for that, yes. I guess. But with that, they've also made one of the bundles with the with the pro controller. They had oh, yeah, bo- box art for that. Mm. Which had the character portraits on the side of the box, and there's conspicuously about four slots left. Yeah, which 
you know, that would make sense. But although, more characters. Although, in fairness, not all of the characters are filled in on that. It's like, it's only well, one it, side of the yeah, box. Yeah, you can only just... see one side of the box in the, in the image. So it, you assume a... that the, because uh, of the, there being half the current number of characters on that side of the box, you assume that mm. the other half are on the other side. So does that mean there's like, oh yeah, because there's two spaces. Two spaces on the yeah, you can so, see. So it's so theoretically they, four. Yeah, there's four to come. So, you know, I'm fairly well betting on exactly what everyone thinks is going to happen, which is all the rest of the characters that people have been saying are going to be in. Shadow, Isaac, Gino, and Dixie G- Kong. <laughs> Gino? The puppet dude from Mario RPG that everyone wanted. And was oh, the right. Me fighter costume in, in Wii U. I still think they're going to, like, troll us and be the very last reveal will be Waluigi isn't an assist trophy anymore. Like, they'll just drop him in. Mm, that's a possibility, but... I think those other four are more likely because the, the basically those four are the last are the pretty much the last remaining characters that were always highly voted on on the previous polls, and it seems like they're just going through them. So why you got Crom? And yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like they're, they're so aware that they of themselves that like they have to know that Waluigi is like so wanted to. Yeah, be but they there. would have known that before the first one, even <laughs> before he was revealed as a assist trophy in that first one. They would have known Waluigi was wanted and then that was when they said no and they could go back on it but I don't know if they will because it seems like they have already have a plan judging by the fact that there's those four slots on that box yeah I don't, yeah well he could be DLC oh boy wouldn't that suck <laughs> Nintendo yep that's what they had to say uh, let's talk Sony PlayStation Classic like not much to talk about no just they, they looked at what everyone else was doing and they like, did the exactly what Nintendo did <laughs> yeah except uh, that obviously like first generation 3D games look a lot shitter than last generation 2D <laughs> games true and it, yeah they, they are faithful as well it's like they're yeah. not trying to do any kind of um, no fancy effects on it. It's like, these are PS1-ass PS1 games. Yep. So um, they look terrible. <laughs> but, you know. What, in fairness, like, like some of the footage they used on the trailer didn't look as good as the things do, do in reality either. Mm. Like, the, the the shots they showed of Ridge Racer Type 4, one of the five confirmed games, uh, was really low frame rate. And that game didn't have any problem with frame rate. Like, mm. in reality. It ran at a very solid 30 the whole time. Um... Back in the day, and so it's like it's just weird. It's like why have you used bad footage here? Hmm. It's like maybe this thing actually isn't going to emulate these games very well. Guess we'll find out. I mean, because the emulation on the uh, NES Mini and stuff was regarded as pretty okay, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not perfect, but it's yeah. like it's it's about as good as anyone will generally notice. Yeah. Same with the SNES. There's there's a couple of things that are off, but yeah. like they're super hard to know yeah. unless you re- really compare them unless you're some crazy guy that wants to get you know the fanciest possible emulations most accurate yeah, yeah. like a, um what are they called those nts or something where they're fpga yeah. based yeah exactly then you're good um but yeah so the playstation classic indeed uh, and of course no dual shocks so nope just regular uh, ass, no analog stick PlayStation controllers. PlayStation controllers, so yeah. I, I'm presuming so you won't be able to get any of the later games on there. No, no. And you do get two of them. 
at least. But then that's a weird one because like R four had analog controls if you mm. wanted it. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. I used the I used the digital controls when I played that game because Ridge Racer for some reason yeah. always always handles better with, with digital. Sure. Indeed. But yeah, depending on what the other games are, um, it, they might be ones that don't need the analog, right? I suppose, or don't. Yeah. Not that they need, but you know, that would be the smart choice. At least you get two controllers, which is which is a good thing. Like the SNES Classic did, and the. It's a shame um, not to have Metal Gear Solid. But yeah, that that would be the obvious pull, right? But it's such a yeah. massive game, and over like several discs. Yeah, and it's like this thing actually is going to need some storage space. Is the other thing, like unlike the so. NES and the SNES, which you know they could fit everything in a tiny amount of space because ROMs. Yeah, it's like these ROMs are pretty chunky. You know, like they're talking yeah. like a CD worth of content. Especially if they've got like audio, yeah, like um, oh, I suppose they've know, already music. said. I suppose they've already said FF7's there, and that's like three discs. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. have. So yeah. it's like it's like a gig and a half right right there of content. Probably not actually. Those discs weren't very full. <laughs> Do you reckon? Well, if you look at the PC version. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So we'll see. That will be the uh, Christmas. Yeah, choice so it's for, an interesting one. So many. it's a cool. If it works, it's a cool. It's a cool idea. Um, well, you know, a cool someone else's idea that they kind of had to do. Yeah. Um, and if I they do want- it well, <laughs> it puts it still puts Sega to even more shame. It's like, come on, Sega, get it, get it together, do a good one of these. Imagine <laughs> so if one day there's a. What if one day there's a mini original Xbox? That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> oh, that'd be so cool. <laughs> it comes preloaded with Halo and Jet Set Radio Future. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Future. Yeah, sorry, is it Future? No. Yeah, yeah, on, yeah, on, future, the, yeah. on the Xbox, it's Future. Yeah, and uh, Panzer and Blinks. Yeah. Burnout 3. Burnout, yeah, burnout, burnout 3. three. Rally Sport Challenge, lol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rally Sport Challenge. Yeah, what a pull. But yeah, Burnout 3 is the obvious one. Yeah, no, one day. We look forward to that in five years. Got to get them. Still highly rumoured to be an N64 yeah. mini on Got the way. Got to get that out. Yeah. Talking mm. about terrible graphics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be playing Goldeneye. And uh, Perfect Dark at, at eight frames per second. Hmm. At least it would presumably be the equivalent of a built-in expansion pack. Man, God and I would be so <laughs> so difficult for them to get hold of now. Though. Yeah, yeah, they can't do that. Yeah, yeah. And Perfect Dark's already had has quite a decent. Um, yeah, the re-release on 360 is pretty decent. Yeah. yeah. Or for the Red Replay Collection. Speaking yeah. of Goldeneye, to go off on a random, not actually news tangent, mm. I was watching a video about Goldeneye speedruns and how, like, pretty much just in the last few months they've discovered a new technique to shave like a whole second off the last level uh, at okay. this point yeah <laughs> i mean i'm always fascinated by those it's like oh we found a new bug <laughs> well the weird thing is it's not even a bug like there's i don't know if you remember what happens at the end of goal because so you're you're, in, you're underneath you're on the, the telescope antenna. yeah yeah, and you yeah. Run around and you shoot pavilion and all that stuff but like <laughs> there's a bit where you have to you run through like this shed and you have to blow off a computer and the normal way to do it was you run in there and you just basically just run past the computer as, and shoot it. But it's because it's slightly out of the way. It was like, that's not an optimal route, but we can't really, there's a very precise shot you can theoretically do with a TAS from like the other side of the computer to shoot it, but right. it's not really doable by humans. Mm. But then they discovered that you're also just coincidentally in that room, you're also killing Trevelyan at that point in the run. 
So you basically you kill him, you run past the clue, you shoot it, you exit, and then you just run to the end. But they discovered something that no one had actually realised before because they always went and shot the computer, is that when you kill the villain, he has a random probability to drop a grenade, which can sometimes bounce down there and kill the computer for you. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, what, so he would drop it and it would be live? Yeah, he'd just drop a grenade on his death, huh. which would occasionally bounce into the right position to blow up the computer. So now, you, when I mean, it's not so good if you're doing it like a marathon, but if you're only running that one level... You can just run it over and over until you until he randomly drops the grenade, so you don't have to do that like one second of extra maneuvering to go to shoot the computer. Mm. You can just run through that room, kill him on the way, and hope that the grenade drops in the right place to blow it up. That's crazy. I got like a proper speedrunner though. If it was like doing doing, you couldn't you couldn't account for that, right? Like because no. you'd have to do the entire run again and then. Well, yeah, but most of the speedrunning in GoldenEye, they only do individual levels since the levels are nice and segmented. Yeah, they don't do marathon on GoldenEye really. So yeah, world record went down by like a whole second because mm. you know it doesn't actually tell you any more precisely than that on the end screen. It only registers whole seconds. That's mad. The, it, there, just the the. Yeah, I, I find it maddening that there is that probability there in the first <laughs> well, place. Well, yeah, it's like it does kind of suck. Yeah. You're now on RNG rules. But just even the fact that they exist, like, imagine what a troll that is, especially if it's on the, like, the harder difficulty levels and, you'd, like, and you're struggling to actually beat... <laughs> you're struggling to do it for real, not yeah. speak on. And then he just drops a grenade on your face. Like, just as, yes, I've done it. Ah, oh, what? <laughs> that's, that's That's evil. I never liked that level. No. And it looked weird. Yeah. Because of fog draw distance. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bad level. Uh, yeah, so there's still 15 more games to announce for that PlayStation Classic. Yeah, we'll see what they are. Uh, what have they got? We've got FF7 Tekken 3. Which is a good pull. It's the best, mm-hmm. of, the, best, of, the, best of the three Tekkens on PS1. Uh no, Ridge Racer Type 4. I can't remember the other two. Yeah, it's gone. Hmm. I don't think I cared about them, whatever they were. <laughs> oh, Jumping Flash. No, you do care. I do care. Yeah, Jumping <laughs> Flash is on there. The first one, interestingly. Not the second. Or third. There might, there might have been a third as well. What else is going on? Uh, on the PlayStation News, PlayStation Now now does downloads. So you can, so I guess they looked at Game Pass and thought, this is actually kind of a good idea. Or maybe they decided that streaming isn't, isn't, the isn't there yet. Yeah. <laughs> As everyone else has. So a certain, I think it's like a limited selection at the moment, like, but some of their PS2 classics and some, some of the games anyway, are now available for download and you can just play them on your console offline without needing to stream them. And it's like, oh, okay, great. Good idea. How about doing that? Doing that with the rest of the rest of the selection. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the thing. Uh, oh, let's talk about this Telltale thing. Yeah. So it is it seems highly likely that Telltale are to be no longer a thing in like a week's time or something like that because they basically sacked everyone apart from twenty five employees. Yeah. Just to wind up a project, right? I guess. I guess, yeah, or to just you know finish off the books. 
or something. Account for some things. Sell all the chairs. Yeah. Sell, <laughs> sell all the chairs. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I'm not sure I saw that coming. Like, I, I, like, I know Telltale were putting out a lot of stuff, but they were still churning out products and hmm. some of them are relatively some of the, I guess this is where the problem lies. Like some of them are well received still. Mm. Um, like like people seem to like that Batman thing that they yeah. did. Like, I mean, they were hampered. Like the, the thing I always came back, like I always heard about Telltale was like it's not necessarily that the actual content of the games they're making is bad. It's that it's hampered by their engine, their tech, and the, te- really and the technology. Update, yeah. yeah, and crashy and unreliable. Yeah. Um, and that, so, like, I, I heard reports of people playing the Batman game going, like, I really want to progress further, but it keeps crashing at this one specific point, and I have to replay quite a large chunk to get back to that point, and I just don't want to do it anymore. So, you know, it's a bit of a shame. I mean, they, like, what was some of their more recent stuff? Like that Minecraft story mode, I guess. They did that Batman stuff. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy thing came and went. Yeah. They had a Game of Thrones thing at one point, didn't they? Oh yeah, yeah. That was back well, back when they were doing that and Borderlands. Well, apparently everyone's mm. disappointed that they won't be getting the end of Wolf Among Us now. Apparently. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> wasn't is is that season running or is it like or was it just ended on a cliffhanger? Yeah, like, I don't think it's running, but I think they they were going to make another season. Yeah, because people really liked Wolf Among Us season one. I remember that much. Um, I think most people fell off Walking Dead. Mm. After like season one, mm. and I think it said the others weren't as good, but they did do like four of them. Yeah, so it must have been uh, still been selling. But... What did they do? Back to the Future, Jurassic oh, yeah. Park. Sam Back to the Max. Future was an early one though, uh, yeah. and Sam and Max were the earliest. Yeah, of, the earliest. Their, of their new style. Um, oh yeah, that Jurassic Park one wasn't well received though. Everyone thinks no, that one was, was bad. Bad. Yeah, especially that. And yeah, Game of, Game of Thrones wasn't all that liked. Um, but story, you know, that Minecraft one was supposed to be good. You know, weird as it sounds. Yeah. Um, it's not like they were terrible. So it just it just catches me as surprising. Like I think they burnt. Everyone thinks you know think like the opinions just being this like you're you're taking too much on, you're putting too much out rather than putting too much you know, putting enough work into improving yourself. Just churning it out, and I guess that ran dry eventually. They had too many commitments, and they weren't doing as well as they needed to. The plus side, they didn't get bought by EA. <laughs> On the plus side, <laughs> they just killed themselves. They didn't have yeah. to have EA do it for them. I mean, I guess it's surprising no one picked them up, or maybe it just there wasn't a chance for anyone to pick them up. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they just, just shit out so much stuff so quickly, and no one was ready. Yeah, they just burnt too quick, and it was like, uh, we could get bought. No, we can't. We've got <laughs> no time for that. <laughs> So Telltale, yeah, a bit of a pillar of that form of game making is gone. I suppose you could argue that, like, who are the I forget who the, who's the developer behind like Man of Medan and um, Until Dawn and stuff like that. They've kind of taken that mantle a little bit and making mm-hmm. high quality yeah. versions of that style. There you go. Uh, yeah, sad times. Let's talk about EGX. Okay. I spent a couple of days at the Eurogamer Expo 2018 in Birmingham. And, uh... Place of games. In the Midlands. 
In the Midlands. Birmingham yeah. in the Midlands. Birmingham. <laughs> the Birmingham neck. In the neck. <laughs> Gullet in the neck. As no one calls it. Uh, yeah, had a pretty good time. A couple of days. That's all you need, really. Get, get what we want to get done, done. Uh, I'll pick out some highlights. Play some Smash Brothers. Played four matches of Smash Brothers. And I tried playing stuff I hadn't played before in Smash Brothers. So I played... Well, as I'm sure everyone did. Yeah, so I played Ridley. Yeah, it's Ridley. I want to call it Ripley for a second. It's like, no, no, I got it right first time. It's Ridley. Um, he seems to control a bit weird. Like, uh, I want to say he's quite Charizard-like, but there was a sort of sluggishness to him that I wasn't expecting or a certain trickiness to finessing the timing with him that I just couldn't get down in a single match. Um uh, Bayonetta seemed like I went back to that, like because never played the DLC, so played 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 around with her, and it's like, yep, yeah, she seems a bit more normal, a bit more predictable as a character, just plays like a character. <laughs> Not really, supposedly. That's actually the why that character's really good. Is it's, it's has, has some amount of comboing, that, right? Because that was the trouble with um, it was the other character that did it. Ryu. I don't know if it was Ryu, but yeah, kind of, maybe kind of. But all the DLC characters have it to some extent, where like they have they have things that are more like combos, which Smash Brothers doesn't actually really have by no. default, which makes them too powerful. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, because I played I played another round as Cloud, and I, I, again I couldn't really get the grips of him in a single match. It's like it, there was definitely some he was slower than I was expecting. I think. And uh, uh, his moves were a little trickier to pull off than, than I had time to figure out. Um, uh, oh, and, and, and Inkling, who I had a lot of fun with, actually. Inkling's good fun to play. Although I couldn't figure out how to get my ink back once I'd run out of it and there wasn't any on the ground. And it's like, how do I refill? I know they told us this, but I couldn't remember it at the time. <laughs> you couldn't remember? No. The very distinctly thing where they said, hold you and press B. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't remember that. Uh, so I don't I, think you even have to have ink on the ground to do that. No, because it wouldn't make sense. Like, like otherwise, otherwise, you'd just run out and it'd be like, screw. Well, you could have already painted the ground, but I think the paint on the ground it disappears. Time, right? yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't know. I found ink, playing as Inkling was a lot of fun, actually. Really, enjoy, really enjoyed that, especially like getting the roller out and just being like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Inkling was cool. Uh, just uh, yeah, general impressions of the game. Like, like I didn't really notice much in the what, different in terms of feel from the Wii U version. I think as we expected. Like, I'm not a pro or anything like that, but like it felt like Smash Brothers, and uh, the uh, the look just seemed that little bit sharper in the Wii U. You know, there's just that little bit of improvement around every part of it. Um, get hype, get hype <laughs> for Smash. Uh, it was it, it was a very cut down build, so there wasn't like nearly the well, yes, no, there wasn't nearly the whole roster and like only a few stages to pick from. But uh, yeah, it looked good. Looked good. Get ready for Smash. Uh, I played Super Mario Party um, in the Mario Thon mode, which is like um, just mini games. Bang, 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 bang. Crap it out. You get yeah. points for each one. Like, you know, like the coin ratings, I suppose. And you you get a score after each one. And it's about who gets the highest score over like five games or something. And okay, this isn't indicative of the board game mode, admittedly. But at least in this particular slice of the game, 
they have sped that thing up no end. <laughs> like, there is no waiting around. There's no, like, big old wait time for an animation to come up to show you the rules of the next game. It's just like, wham, there it is. It's like, almost no loading times, like, for the, for the minigame. It's just like, bang, there it is, go. The test, the, the little window showing a test mode, and everyone's basically playing the game before they start without having to go into, like, a trial mode sort of thing. Like, the game's just there, going. Um, and you can mess around to, 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 to get rid of so everyone knows what they're doing before they get in, and it's just snappy. It's just go, 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 go. Um, so if the board game's like that, this might be the best Mario Party they've ever made. <laughs> also, that stake-flipping minigame, friggin' excellent. Love that thing. Motion controls that work better than Sonic and the Secret Rings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, I sucked at it and came last by a long, long way, but like, they're, they're trying to flip the, you have to sear all the sides of the cube. Yeah. And you have to flick it, you, like, in the pan and stuff, and it's sliding around the pan like a mad thing. But it has, like, the ultimate troll where if you absolutely, you flick it, like, out of the pan, it's like, nope, start again. <laughs> like, all of your progress is lost, do it again. And it's like, oh, that was hilarious. It was good fun. Uh, Super Mario Party might be good. <laughs> Top tip. <laughs> mm. Uh, what did we do at the Ninty Booth? We wanted to play like they had an untitled Goose game there, right? Oh, on sweet. The Switch, but uh, we didn't get to play that because the there was quite a queue for that. As yeah, it turns out, people really wanted, to, and they hadn't planned for it, so they'd only had like one kiosk for it um, in their indie section, and, uh, and and everyone was just basically forming a line in a, an incredibly cramped space they hadn't really thought was going to have a line. Yeah. So it was uh, that was that was a little bit problematic. Um, <laughs> Could they not predict that everyone wanted to play that? Maybe. Everyone wants to play Untitled Goose Game. Yeah, definitely. Um, admittedly, the bit they were showing is the stuff that, that we've seen in videos and stuff like that. There was nothing really yeah. new going on. But, I mean, that game looks rad. <laughs> like, yeah, how, awesome. how to be an arse in goose form. What's not <laughs> yeah. to love? Perfect. Uh, and it's still called Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think they'll change it at this point? They kind of have to. What, just, just call it Goose Game? Oh, goose Simulator. <laughs> just call it Goose. That'll be fine, right? Just goose. Goose! goose! So you can pretend you're in Top Gun. Uh, I, I think that's all we really did at the Ninty booth. Was, oh no, we played Starlink. The uh, the Switch version. Um, I played the version on a Pro Controller without the little model, though. Right, yeah. Um, uh, and Ubisoft were showing it off on both Switch and Xbox, I think. I had like there was Microsoft weren't there this year. I have to say that, that is a notable thing. Microsoft didn't even turn up, so like the only Xbox stuff that was on show was because publishers decided to show it. So Square Enix were showing Kingdom Hearts three running on Xbox One X, for instance, and Starlink was being shown on Xboxes as well. Um, apart from that, nothing else really to say about Xbox this year. Kind of rubbish. So we didn't even get to see some Forza or anything like that. Like just, just, just not there. Disappointing. It means I don't get my epic stash of free Game Pass. <laughs> um, it's why they went there. Like, yeah, afford, probably. Couldn't afford it this year. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Also, I don't think Microsoft really have a lot to say at the moment. Like, it, it, it still kind of sucks. It's like unless they were going to show up with Crackdown, <laughs> what what would have would they have had other than Forza? Um, poor show, Microsoft. Anyway, uh, yeah, so Starlink was... I would say it's okay. Like, it didn't handle terribly, but that wasn't a particularly good way to show that game. Like, it, it didn't run massively well on Switch, I would say. Like, it felt framey. 
um, like sub 30 at times. Um, I, I mean, it's, it looks like it's got a high degree, a relatively high degree of polish on it, but the actual gameplay just seemed a little bit too simple. Like on, like when you're on the ground, on, it was on a surface of a planet rather than space. So you're not really flying. You're like driving like a tank almost in this demo, like, you know, almost standard shooter controls really like drift around with the left stick, look around with the right stick and fire with the triggers. Um, and it was kind of quite a basic sort of bossy style fight, really. Go to a thing, shoot some guys. They then find the location of a bigger thing and you then shoot the glowing parts on it. And then that that bigger thing starts moving around and uh, attacking you. So shoot the glowy parts there as well. Uh, you know, shoot the underside of its legs when it's about to attack you. And it's just it just seemed all very a bit, just a bit too generic. Like nothing, nothing particularly wrong just nothing particularly wow either. Um, even if my ship, even if I was flying the Arbing. Do you think that that actual boss fight was Star Fox inspired as well? I don't think so. I think because I think all the kiosks were showing that section, like even the Xbox stuff. So I don't think the mission was a Star Foxy bit. It just, you could use the Arbing because, you know, you're playing it on Switch. Um, it did seem like there was some cool. Like the customization stuff seems complex. Like, so you, you tell the game it's like you're playing digital only, and then it goes fine. Like, here's a menu instead for setting things up. Um, <laughs> turning on the switch, um, and then uh, yeah, you so you can then plug stuff into the wings. But it seems like you can plug wing bits into other wing bits and create really bizarre combinations. So I could like chain together three wing bits and make it like an S-shaped wing. <laughs> Of like, of just filled with stuff. <laughs> it looked look really ungainly and hilarious, uh, attached to the side of like an R-wing base. But it was it was kind of funny. So it does look like there's some customization there on how you can mess around with things, and uh, like and how that affects your weaponry and your your abilities. So, so there, there could be some fun stuff there. Um, but yeah, overall, came really thinking. It's like, eh, seems all right. Perhaps I should have tried the Xbox version and see what it felt like in. With some frames and it, it looks a lot sharper and a lot more detailed on Xbox, like obviously. But yeah, Starlink. Uh, so that's what we did at Nintendo. Uh, I'll try and I won't t- talk about everything, but I'll talk about like highlights. Uh, so the first time I've ever played Destiny. Oh yeah. So I played some uh, a co-op. Uh, I guess a strike. I guess it was called. I guess they'd call it um, in Destiny Two Forsaken. That game feels really good. Well, it's like yeah, it's bungee. Like, really, yeah, I know, but really good. Like I was bow sniping almost the entire time, and, and like, yeah, that was a really nice playing game. And it's free on PS Plus at the moment, so you know I might actually get around to playing that. <laughs> you might too, Dan. Actually, with your PlayStation, you can do that. Play Destiny. I suppose yeah. I could. Destiny Two. Got plenty to play though. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, I came, I came away thinking quite, feeling quite happy about that. Actually, it's like, oh, I, I think I'm a bit more. I came away surprisingly more positive. So, you know, surprised how positive I, I felt about it. Really, it's just like, oh, this is really good. <laughs> Shows well. Uh, Soul Calibur Six. I had a really great time playing as Killick, poking people with a stick. Kibbs and I had a really good fight. Pretty close. Uh, that game seems good. Hella expensive, though, but seems good. Uh, Ace Combat 7 did not demo well. 
And I think this was just because of its setup, not primarily, in that they basically just had a kiosk. You didn't have headphones on, so you were like, couldn't really hear the game all that clearly. Uh, and the mission seemed like... Well, the mission didn't really have a mission. It was just like, hey, fly around and shoot some things. Like, So I couldn't really tell what I was supposed to be doing. So I was just flying around this area, getting into a few fights. And while this chatter was going on, then there were subtitles on screen, but I couldn't really read them and play it at the same time. So I'd like to have heard what was going on. Um, I mean, it's pretty. It looks nice, but terrible demo. I really don't know what to take away from that. Um, sort, sort, sort yourself out. Um, also played Man of Medan. But again, really nothing to say there. It was just like, this is going to be a game where you walk around and look at things and then some horror happens. <laughs> Wonderful. Nothing nothing learned. Um, other than bad faces. I think that game has bad faces. Like the face, it's just the animation is awful. Like, like just, mm. doesn't seem right. Doesn't seem right. Hmm. Uh, played some Jump Force. That game is flashy as hell, but I really don't know what was going on. <laughs> uh, so Jump Force is the like anime um, crossover crossover fighting game, um, sort of the sort of a, a three dimensional fighter, a little bit like how a lot of those turn out. Um, but the rendering is really weird. It's like it's not done in a cartoon style; it's done in like a realistic style. But the anime characters look like they're anime characters. If you see what I mean, so they're like. They've got skin and it's shiny in all kind of weird ways. But, but with they, giant eyes. Yeah, with giant one piece eyes and yeah. it's it's weird looking. Or like Goku's massive like solid hair, but rendered realistically. Like it's it's okay. a weird looking thing, but it's a. Uh, but when things are exploding all around you and you're getting punched through buildings and it's all exploding and there's shaky cam going off and it's like it's a hell of a looking thing. Like it really is. It look like I don't know how any of it worked. Right. But but it looks amazing. <laughs> uh, like it's, it was, it's like a thirty frames per second thing, which is I thought was a bit of a weird decision for a fighter. But um, but yeah, it seems like they're just going going all out with the flashy particles and lighting and uh, stuff like that. It, it it could be a good time. Uh, let's do, let's do, yeah, let's do some. Oh, we played Division Two. It's the division. Uh, we played. What else did we play in the in the, in the indie section? Oh, um, yeah, I really enjoyed my time with something called Valfaris, which is like a two D pixel run and gun, um, but it's really hard, like really hard. It took me like half an hour to get through this demo, um, like re- repeating sections over and over again. But we were getting g'd on by the developers who were standing behind <laughs> us, going, "Come on, you nearly got it that time." And that they were they they really loved the idea that it was this this difficult like get like every every part of that game is a challenge. You've got to figure out how to get through the the combat puzzle effectively, and uh, and get through these sections. And then uh, uh, and I think they loved the fact that Kivers and I both stuck with it right to the end and kept going, even though Kippers was hating it. I think I mean he got hella frustrated with it, but I was loving the challenge. It always felt like. It never felt like the game had cheaped me in some way. It's like, oh no, I can do this. I know where I went wrong. And it felt really good. And also that game is metal as hell. Like it's got like a really like rockin' soundtrack. Like just just leans into that aesthetic. Whenever you pick up a power up, your guy headbangs. Like just over the power up for a while. <laughs> while a riff plays. And it's just like, yeah, this is cool. 
I like this. <laughs> so one to watch out for. Uh, Val Forest. Uh, seeing Kippers play Poker Stars VR was hilarious. <laughs> I'm sure. Because he didn't play much poker. He was just throwing cigarettes at people and taking selfies. And <laughs> giving everyone thumbs up right in their face. It was, it was pretty funny. Uh, oh boy, what else did we do? Um, uh, yeah, I'll wrap it up by saying, like, uh, I guess that probably the thing I came away with probably the biggest smile or the biggest, just because this thing exists is is incredible. Uh, I played a Mega Drive game that was made in 2018. Nice. That you can buy a cartridge of and play on real hardware. Oh yeah, totally. That's our whole cool. thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Called, cool. uh, but it's the first time this has been done since the nineties on a re- like on a real Mega Drive development kit, like not done in right. emulated form and then just chucked on a card and go. This was written for realsies using the old techniques, uh, and it's called Tanglewood, um, and it's like a puzzle platformer, um, and it's really good. And like it just pushed all the right buttons for me, and it's like, and it's written, the game's written by one guy. Um, and it was a labor of love for over like six years, and, and the only thing he, he got assistance with is he got an extra guy in to do to do some artwork and do the graphics for it, uh, and another guy who knew how to basically muck around with the FM synth from the Mega Drive to make the noises sound good. And uh, it's like I'm, I just love that this thing exists and that it's like a proper cartridge and it's a proper Mega Drive game and it looks and feels great. Uh, it's just, yeah, I'm I'm so happy that thing was there, and it's like him and his wife were there doing uh doing the sales pitch as well for it, and uh, yeah, just fantastic that that thing exists. Super cool. Yeah, very cool, very cool. I worked with a guy um, who um he was a project manager, but he wrote games for the Vectrix. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, and put them out complete on cartridge or whatever it was, complete with all the stickers and everything hmm. yeah um and that was a small community but that was quite cool you know because it was totally vector console yeah yeah uh, yeah quite an obscure one but yeah it was that so that was kind of a cool thing i'd never heard of that before yeah the, the vectrex is a weird little thing because it's like a little mini mini arcade machine really yeah it's like, exactly like, uh because it had to have its own monitor built into it and it's, yeah those things die like they don't yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't survive very very often. I've seen I've seen one ever mm. and um that a real ridiculous collector friend I used to have had. Yeah. Um and even then I don't I don't think he knew whether that one was working or not. <laughs> Indeed. Well, if you happen to have one, check out <laughs> Chris Parsons games. <laughs> Pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah, I love this stuff. I love, I love like like people making legit stuff for old machines it's great uh yeah so check out tanglewood you can't there is a like the, the cartridge is a little bit expensive it's like 45 pounds if you want to buy the buy the actual cartridge and it's on pre-order at the moment for that but it will work on your hardware um if you've got a real mega drive um but there is also they are selling the the rom on steam so you, you can get hold of the mega drive rom play it on an emulator if you want that's fine or stick it on an EverDrive and play it on real hardware, that'll work too. So it's like they've gone a whole hog with this. You can get it however you want. And it's uh Ah, it's just it's just awesome that it's there. Um and I think the last thing I'll say is 
I don't really want to say much about it because you've got to play it and be surprised by it. But what the golf? That's a fun time. What the golf? Yeah, what the golf? It's hilarious. Well, we're fans of crazy golf games, so <laughs> ever since. I don't know if we're fans of extremely crazy golf games. Oh, but it is so crazy. Yeah, it's like it's not really golf. Well, yeah. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's it's funny as. Uh, yeah, so that was my time at EGX. I think like it's it was an odd, it was an odd year because oh, Team Sonic Racing, it's bad. Um, it's bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's bad. Sad. Uh, I think we were playing the PS4 version. It was framey and sounded. I, I think the setup didn't help. That the sound was terrible. The TVs were set up badly, so there was an epic amount of input lag. Um, like the worst we experienced over the whole show. It was like it was atrociously set up. But I really didn't think much of that game. It's like, especially coming off the back of Transformed, it's like, ugh, ugh. Um, yeah, it's a bit of an odd year overall. And like, you know, there's nothing really that we were going to see like that we just absolutely have to play. It's like we were there, we weren't there going in because you know, Smash I guess was my must play. But it's like I knew what I was getting into. It was going to be Smash, and it was I just wanted to make. Sh- and it was Smash, and it's good. Um. You know, Super Mario Party was a, like just just you know something I was intrigued by, and Kippers wanted to play Division not because he was a Super Division fan, but just because he liked that last one. It's like, well, that might, this might be the top tier. Oh, uh, we played Black Ops Four on PC. It's Black Ops. Nothing really to say. You know, it's just kind of a lot of stuff that we sort of expected. Nothing. We weren't we kind were, of jumping out. Yeah, we weren't really blown away. Um, I think Kippers and Jam's game of the show was something I haven't talked about and I didn't play myself, but it was Fogs, um, P-H-O-G-S. Where imagine a cat dog, but it's a dog on both ends and they don't have legs. Um, like Nickelodeon's cat dog. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, but it's a dog on both ends and it's a puzzle game based around, yeah, being a dog snake. Um, okay. And they I'm really enjoyed playing snake. that. Yeah, they really enjoyed playing that together. And that might have been the one, like, intriguing thing but i didn't really go into it seeing anything that blew me away it's just they were good games for sure just not stuff i looked at and went wow that's amazing or wow shooty fruity is probably the most fun (laughs) i've had in a video game for years (laughs) oh we played dreams if you can call that playing yeah Um, and it's worth talking about because the, the demo was well made, actually, because it was like they had one level from that's going to be in the like main story of the game. Uh, and uh, you're playing a little electro dude who has a double jump and a hover, and you're going around electrifying things to turn them on. And it's like, like just, you know, platformy stuff, but in, in a sort of very creative looking big bug sort of world. Um, look very nice. But then the other stuff in the demo was where I guess where the interesting part of it is like this was all stuff that the developers like of the game were asked to just go away for like a weekend and like go see what you can come up with using the tools. Like just just crap something out. Can be anything. And some of it is really, really very good. Like like really super impressive what you, they could they could build using those tools. Like they were they were all tiny, like obviously because they only had like a weekend to work on it or whatever, but like one of them was a shooter, like a, a side-scrolling, like destroy these laser turrets, uh, uh, classic classic shooter style. One of them was like a little comedy skit 
where you'd be you'd be running around a little platform trying to get things to hug you, except you never could. And at the end of it, it just played sad music and went wah wah. <laughs> Uh, uh, probably our favourite one of the lot was something called Comic Sands, where you played as a little cube that was that got drawn in by like a puppet, a real, a very realistic looking puppet hand would draw a cube character on the screen, and then you'd be walking around this two D world that looked like a comic book uh, as this cube, and then it eventually it would draw legs in for you, so you'd be walking around this world, and you'd be getting they getting the things and uh, getting up, jumping up to get some secrets and stuff like that, uh, uh, and then. At the end of the comic, you walked into a 3D world, like a, like a load of sand dunes, and the, and the hand, the puppet hand would come on and like turn you into a 3D cube with, that looked like how you did before, but with legs and comic style. And then you just totter off into the sunset in this beautifully rendered 3D world, and it would, and that was the end of this little skit. And it's like, okay, this this tool has some depth. You're like a 2D game turning into a 3D game with art chops. Like if the if the community behind this gets is strong, this could be a fascinating thing. Like like the, the stuff that could come out of it. Yeah, dreams. Cool. Uh, and they had a the the single biggest thing Sony had there was Spider Man, you know, which is already out. Which is already out. So it was just like. Like they had so much space dedicated to Spider Man. Like I mean, they're really pushing the Spider Man, but it, and it's yeah. and it's worked really well. Apparently, it's sold tons, three million or something. I mean, I've bought it. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a PlayStation for Spider Man, so Yay. it worked on me. Yeah, my brother bought a PlayStation for Spider Man as as well, so it worked on him too. It looks hella impressive. It was the first time I'd seen it like in motion being actually played and not really on a video or anything like that. Yeah. And it's, boy, it's a ridiculous looking thing. Yep. Cool. Well, we'll look forward to your review. Yes. I haven't started playing it, so you won't, oh, I won't, okay. you won't, you won't hear it from me this week. We but, just know uh, that you've bought a PS4. It'll be coming. It'll be coming. And, and is this the one game you've got so far? At the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'll, I'll be stealing some stuff off Kippers who's, who's got, got some things, but. Cool. Uh, so it was EGX. Uh, it's a good, good fun EGX. time. Yeah, sounds good. Oh, I, I saw seen... the, I saw the dude from Digital Foundry wandering around. You know the guy, <laughs> the American guy that does the retros. And oh, I was like, guy. he was a bit far away from me when I saw him, and I just wanted to walk up and go, "Good retros," and then just wander off, like just be to- <laughs> totally cool about it. But... <laughs> <laughs> not to be uncharitable, but he's not the coolest looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> his t-shirt was very brown <laughs> well I do enjoy his videos yes uh, his, yeah. yeah his fashion sense is not not exactly on point <laughs> but never mind yeah respect that guy for being there <laughs> I mean yeah what what didn't we see we didn't see Shadow of the Tomb Raider because I thought that would just be Tomb Raider don't, don't really care well it um, is yeah Neither of us, really, none of us, really have played any of the Kingdom Hearts games, so we didn't know what we would get, what we would be getting into at Squeenix, really. Um, mm. You know, they had FF15 Pocket Edition on show, and it's just like, really, not really going to do that. But not a triple A year in general for those guys. Yeah, or in general for the for the publishers, I suppose. Like, like other than, I mean, EA weren't there at all. Yeah. 
Cool. Uh, so that all—that's the news, pretty much. Nope. Nope. Got to talk about all the loot box stuff. Oh, God, God damn it! Over the last two weeks, I don't care about loot boxes. Who cares? It's important. <laughs> Why? Stuff is actually happening. Is it legal? Yep, it's very legal. What's going on? Well, so we kind of have to go all the way back to the start of mm. well, not quite all the way back. So before these last two weeks, I guess we'd already had the Netherlands and Belgium making people turn off various parts of their games. <laughs> Valve oh, had already yeah. turned off loot boxes in CSGO. A couple of the other developers had done that as well for, a, a, for, for Netherlands and Belgium. Right, yeah. Has Rocket League done anything? Because they were I called don't out. No, Rocket League had. Not that I'd heard. But, you know, Valve and EA. And, so then it led into... So the second thing that happened was... Uh, when NBA 2K19 came out, Take Two made a blog post that basically was begging people in Belgium to lobby the government to allow them to sell loot boxes, which was a bit of a ridiculous move on their part. Uh, yeah, that's a bit weird. To be like, we want to exploit you more, so please tell the government to let us do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm sure that went well. Yep, that didn't go down good for anyone. <laughs> but then, in the classic internet meme style, EA walked up and said, hold my beer. (laughs) (laughs) And basically said, screw Belgium, we're just going to have loot boxes in our games and take them to court about it. So EA actually want to fight that in in an actual court, which then immediately backfired for them, not just because it's a hell of a dick move, but also because the Belgium Gambling Commission then said, well, if EA win, we'll just change the law to make it so (laughs) so, So they can't. can't." (laughs) Oh, that's kind of amazing. So that still hasn't gone to court yet. Who knows whether it actually will or whether they'll just something will happen in the meantime that will change the situation. I mean, wow, EA! Like, <laughs> like you need—they need to be like super backtracking on this stuff, right? Really, to, 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 they need that goodwill. <laughs> they need not. something, right? In there, and to, to stop people from being so annoyed with them. And it's like that. that ooh, yeah. just ooh. Yep. And then. Then Finland turned up and said, our police force is investigating whether loot boxes are gambling in Finland. So that's add a third country to that. Okay. And then after that, another 16 countries, or well, countries in inverted quotes, because some of them weren't exactly countries, signed up, had, there was, I guess conveniently, a kind of meetup of various countries' gambling commissions, and they signed a thing which was like, yeah, we're going to start looking into loot boxes. Oh. Which included the UK. Amazing. And Spain and Portugal and Czechoslovakia and and then the countries that weren't really countries, which kind of made the headline that appeared everywhere. It was like, 16 countries. It's like, well, there was also Washington State for some reason. Don't know how they turned up in this European forum. Oh, interesting. And then there was like Gibraltar and Isle of Man and (laughs) Jersey. And it's like, technically separate entities, but not really. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because like what? Yeah, Jersey and Isle of Man are sort of devolved, but UK. Yeah. Really. And Gibraltar um, as well. Yeah, but Gibraltar was more of a separate state, though, right? In terms, of no, no, it's also, it's also it's tiny. It's actually UK. Hmm. So yeah, it's insanely tiny. You, you've got those, those yeah. all those countries are now like, yeah, maybe we should look into this loot box situation all. And then like the UK gambling commission guy who was at that meeting was said some more specific stuff about. Yeah, we don't like... Well, the UK, again, as they did the first time this came round, I guess, kind of focused on the skin betting side of it. Right, yeah. Which is more like third the pro- party. The proper gambling yeah. part, yeah. But, you know, stuff's happening. Lots of 
lots of countries are now the, the EA versus Belgium thing is the main thing that's yeah. going to be if that does actually happen that's, that's going to be the one that's going to be really fucked up that's so weird because that's literally like actual criminal procedure yeah <laughs> Belgium were basically saying like change your shit or we'll actually start handing out fines and prison time <laughs> as much as you can prison hand out time. prison time to foreign co- country companies I guess weird but you know now we yeah, have decided to, that that's the one that they're going to fight. Which is dumb. I hope they lose. Yep. And even if they win, Belgium is still going to be like, fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, anyway. I love that they're that, 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 that upfront about it as well. It's like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. This, this, you, can't, you can't sue us. We'll make it work anyway. Well, I mean, they're only saying that because, probably because whoever is doing that understands that the only reason that EA could theoretically win is because the... Gambling laws are based on old gambling, not what loot boxes are. They don't, it's old laws that are being kind of massaged into a modern context. Right, so maybe, right. it, maybe there is an opportunity for EA to be like, no, we don't technically count under these specific wordings of this law. Yeah, that, 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 that perhaps a video game doesn't count as whatever arcane description of gambling actually was. Yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, that's why you can just change it and bring in new stuff under the banner. Yeah, okay. Oh, man. That's, yeah. Let's hope, let's hope all of this goes somewhere in some ways. Like, I'm not, I'm increasingly less uh, on board with loot boxes. Like, even though I bought into Rocket Pass and things like that, it's like, but you can, you, know what, you, really no, you, you know what you're getting. You know what you're getting with Rocket Pass. I mean, that that like was that. what everyone thought was going to happen. Once Fortnite did it, everyone was like, this is clearly the future, isn't it? This is how we're going to get the like loot out of loot boxes. I mean, this is the thing, right? Method. Like, like loot boxes shouldn't eat, like like why EA are fighting loot boxes makes even less sense when you put Fortnite into the mix, right? Because that has no loot boxes, yeah. and it makes a bucket load of cash. Yeah, but I'm sure not buying... as much cash as FIFA does. <laughs> That's a really good question. Yeah, sure. FIFA makes about a order of magnitude more cash than Fortnite does yeah and then you've got all the other things that EA like Madden and all the <laughs> all the similar thing, systems that are built into those games all the sports that mm. EA does and then take two of their basketball try to do the same thing yep oh boy yeah those basketball ones they're, they're pretty atrocious so hopefully something will actually happen <laughs> yeah what's this face every time you talk about legal proceedings you always like oh it's just going to get settled out of the court but this one it really can't, can't there's not no. actually a settlement that could happen There'll be, uh, wor- the worst case scenario in, in terms of like uh, getting rid of loot, loot boxes would be just fines mm. if they just end up fighting EA some money which isn't going to it's never going to be enough <laughs> compared no, to how much money EA makes I suppose you're right that's the other part of this it's like yeah if they do get end up getting being fined is it worth just taking the yeah, fines? Yeah, paying it and just yeah. continuing selling loot boxes. Yeah. But then presumably they'd have to have some sort of like repeat offence yeah. like clause to make it like increasingly ridiculous. Hopefully, yes. Weird. Alright, yeah. Loot box news. Make it stop. Yeah, hopefully. Do we have a news? Yeah, I think that's it. Good news section. We're like two hours into <laughs> the podcast, whole podcast nearly. Yeah. Just news. Well, it's just as well. I ain't got much to talk about in terms of games. No, so. not really. Well, let's get to it then. Game! What have you been playing? 
Uh, I finished the Octo expansion on Splatoon 2. Finally. Yeah. Well, I've been doing it sort of my yeah. short time thing because, you know, the test rooms are quite nice to just bang out every now and then. Uh, <laughs> that game, that, that expansion ends real well. Well, yeah. Like they it's basically, I mean, the single player ended real well. Yeah, it's, they've done the same thing here, where they've basically just like all of their they've left everything on that. Like they've left everything for those last moments, and then they really show their prowess at how to do this stuff. Yeah, and it's and it, the last few sections are really, really good. Like, so it's a lot longer than just like a final mission, like it is in the original, the, the regular story. Like, there's a whole like process of getting to the end now like there's a whole big long multi-stage level with different challenges that you hadn't done before and it's like a big big long line of things you have to get through to get to the boss and then you get to a mini boss which which is like um you basically fight agent three <laughs> so you're like having a having a properly difficult like um octoling on squidling inkling there we go uh, like fight as the sort of like less part, and then you get a, then you get another bigger boss that then does a massive twist on the game's own systems. It's like it's like they play on the fact that hey, this is a turf war, but not really. And then you start getting the graphics and the setup, and like the music is all playing into that setup as well, but not quite. It's all twisted and interesting, and it's just it's really clever. Like they they use the game's own style to bolster up their, their, what they wanted to do to tell the story. And it's, it's just, it's really clever and really well done. Um, to the point where it's like, oh man, if they were firing on all, all cylinders with this stuff for the entire <laughs> single player stuff, this would be amazing. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. It's really, really good. And then once you've done, once you've done all that stuff and if you've completed every test chamber, in the thing, there's a secret last mission that I can't beat because it's really hard. It's like a super hard version of the eight of the Agent Three fight, um, and I I just can't do it. it it's crazy difficult. Um, so there's still more, and then they give you an incentive to go back and earn more cash by doing the test chambers, so you can get more stuff. Uh, and it's like, yeah, it's it's yeah, highly impressed with Octo expansion. It was worth the money. Even if it is like a, you know, could be argued it's a slightly more expensive DLC package. Um, like, what is it, like 20 quid? Mm. Um, mm. But but it's really good. Well worth it, in my eyes. Um, and before Nintendo, and before Switch Online came about, it was like, this seems like a decent way of propping that, that game up. <laughs> you know, uh, it's a good way of showing your support for it. Get that expansion. It's good. It's worth it. But, you know, now that's what Switch Online is for. Uh, yes, yeah, so there's that. Um, been doing a little bit of Final Fantasy 15 still, not as much. I'm sort of, I think I'm getting a bit fatigued. In all honesty, with it, um, I got made a couple, got through a couple more story chapters. But I, the only thing I really want to mention is this one utterly, utterly shameless bit of product placement that's in there. Um, I'm not 100% sure if it's even legit product placement, but this mission just stood out so badly. Like, it's, like, they have cup noodles in the game, and it's like, it, they make no secret that it's, uh, Gladiolus's, like, favorite food. He loves cup noodles. <laughs> um, so then I eventually get to the point where there's a mission about making the perfect cup noodle recipe. Um, 
Uh, and I, and I, so I buy some cup noodles for like is one of the things. And then I noticed it's got like a um, a Nissin logo on it. So it's like, a, or is it Nissin or something? It's like N I S S I N. And I'm pretty sure they do like ramen packs and stuff that you can buy from Tesco's and stuff like that. Like, um, uh, it seemed like a legit bit of branding. And then and then the mission starts, and it's all like very. Don't you just love the hot taste of fresh cup noodles? It's like. It's, it's perfection. They basically use phrases like "it's like perfection in a cup," and it's just like it was like, "Oh God, this is going very over the." It's like the cheesiest advert imaginable, and there's a whole mission about getting an ingredient for cup noodles, <laughs> and then even when you finish it, they're like, "Oh yeah, that just melted in my mouth." It was, but they say it in this like almost like half-assed way. It's like it's really funny in its own sort of stupid like yes, that might be the best thing I've ever tasted. <laughs> like I'm Commander Shepard and this is my favorite cut noodle on the planet. <laughs> it's so weird. Also the sewer dungeon wasn't much fun. <clears throat> so, yeah, but that's a good thing. I'm still going. Still going. But yeah, I'm like 45 hours in, and I think I'm starting to get a little fatigued by it. I, want, I just want more story. I want more... Yeah, that cup noodle thing was weird, and I want more weirdness. Right. You're looking for but, weird shit. Yeah. But as a, so, I, so I did have, like, the, that, sewer, that sewer dungeon was super annoying because you basically... It was big, and it was sprawling, and you had to find four thing, four buttons, basically, to open a door to another thing. Um that in the end didn't give you anything. So it was almost a completely pointless dungeon. Um, but I did finally come across a boss fight in there, or a mini boss, I suppose, that I legitimately had to stop and figure out what I was actually doing in order to beat it. And it's like, you know, Final Fantasy stuff hmm. sort of kicked in because it would turn you into Toad. Like it has Toad ability and it's like, oh God, I can't do it. I'm getting really hammered by this. And it had Petrify as well. So like, at critical moments, I might not have a teammate to use the ability I need to keep everyone alive. Um, so it's like, oh, I'm actually going to, th- I'm actually going to have to do some gear modifications. And like, well, okay, what have I got here? Like, oh, I've got some toad-proof stuff. Fantastic! I'll st- I'll slap that on. And and then once I equipped that mid-fight, because you can do that, you can just sort of stop mid-fight and go right. Okay, I need to rethink my strategy here. Um, and I equipped all that to the guys, and then the fight became still difficult, but just that more bearable I could manage it and it's like I came away from that fight thinking yes Final Fantasy this is what I want I want a little bit more how do I tackle this scenario to make it better for myself but this is the one time it's happened <laughs> in in like all of 45 hours of play and it's, it's just just that little hint of what could have been I suppose hmm. but anyway you know I'm going to play more. I'm just going to try maybe play a little bit less of it, less frequently. Well, just make sure you actually finish it. That's the important. Yeah, I will finish it. I will finish <laughs> Don't it. Don't get completely stuck on a side quest and then never yeah. come back. Yeah, I think I'm getting. <laughs> I think I'm, I think I'm getting to the point where there are a few side quests I definitely can't do right now, or like there must be things I do later. And I'm sure one of them is bugged out, or is just waiting for me to get to a point where I can actually do it because it like wants to take me to take out these really big creatures. But you go to the place on the map, and it's just like it's just the the it's just one of the diners and I talk, and I go okay well the creature clearly isn't here this diner isn't far away from the creature like what am I supposed to do so I go and talk to the person at the diner and nothing happens and it's like so what what am I supposed to do like I like yeah I can't attract these creatures to come fight me because they're standing around in the middle of a big lake and I can't walk into the lake 
Like, do I need some ability to walk on water or something so I can actually go have this fight? It's, it's just really unclear what, what, what I need to do. So, uh, like, yeah, I think I'm getting to the point where I'm just going to have to crap through some story and see what happens. Um, again. But there's just so many side quests. <laughs> anyway, that was a good thing. Uh, and you know what? I might as well stop there. Like, we got to, we got to Diamond and Rocket League. Yeah, yep. it was the first time we'd ever done it as a team. Nice. I hauled these noobs up in the diamond. <laughs> show your face. I mean, it's accurate, but show your face. <laughs> well, to be honest, I've been having, on my solo, I've been having trouble staying in diamond. It's gone all the way down to Platinum 3 again. I've got, I've had that classic sign curve where I go up and I go down, but right, now it's, yeah. I've also run into the other classic problem of the sign curve where the bottom is sticky. <laughs> where once you get down to that level, it's just like, these guys are so bad, I can't even carry them. Right. Comparatively, I guess. <laughs> Although my, I don't really carry. It's like the I consider my tactics have always been defensive. Yeah, I think I, when, I when you're playing really, solo, you I'm not really have a defensive striker or anything. And well, even when I'm up front, I rarely actually because I'm still kind of bad, I guess, overall, I still rarely actually manage to shoot. I always make passes. Right. And then I'm extremely disappointed where the ball just casually flies over the goal and absolutely no none there. of my team is in the same half yeah. of the pitch. I have that... I, I, so, 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 I have a real... Like, I don't... It's not like I don't enjoy solo, but it's just like... when I, I always seem to get matched with people that are hyper-aggressive. Hmm. Like, admittedly, I'm only in gold for, like, my solo. My solo rank is terrible. Hmm. Um, but... Like, like uh, they're always like hyper offensive, so they'll always be up front and ball chasing and yeah. getting in each other's way. So the moment I try and be offensive, they'll ram me out of the way or something like that because they're just not paying attention. So I'm forced to play defensively almost a hundred percent of the time, and I'm not a great defensive player. I really, I really aren't. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll mess up flying. I'll jump when I don't mean to and stuff like that. And it, and then I'll be like, oh, what a save, what a save. And it's like yep. you guys could have been back as well, yep. right? Like. Lemons, man. Lemons. Yeah, I don't even remember why. Because there was a time when I was in that same situation. I guess it was earlier on when I just naturally played Goldie anyway. So I wasn't feeling inconvenienced by that as much <laughs> at that time. It's like, I feel like we're getting a better rhythm down as like the three of us as the team. It's like I haven't been having to... Hold. I know Kips is fairly aggressive as well. He doesn't come back quite as frequently as I think we'd, I'd like him to. <laughs> um but I think we've got that a little bit better in terms of how we cycle that round. Um, uh, and it's like, and then going back to playing just with, with people that just want nothing but to hit the ball. It's like, it's so frustrating. I mean, that's still what I still like my main tactic when I, as soon as I see two of my teammates practically on top of each other fighting a ball in the corner, I'm like, I'll just wait for the enemy team to clear it and then I'll just yeah, counter yeah, because yeah. that's just what I do. Yep. But then, of course, what I'll do is I'll come up to counter the clearance, I'll get the ball, and then I'll put a pass over the goal and both my teammates are back getting boost. So it's completely pointless anyway. Yeah. It's just like, you two need to get out of each other's ass for like 10 seconds. Oh, boy, yeah. <laughs> That's the worst thing. Just when you, you've got a nice setup, you've got the perfect angle, you go for it, and then the other guy just rammed you out of the bloody way because he's not paying attention. It's like, you should be going back right now. We don't need all of us here. Yeah, or just spread out, just be on the back post where that's where I go. Whether on the rare times where it's an actual rotation and it's me and one other guy up front, it's like I'll just go over the other side of the field because yeah. I know that's what you meant to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't take much, but apparently at gold it does. Yeah, 
I just need to break through this phase, but it's hard to. Yes, especially in Solo. Solo is, has always been the difficult one to rank up. Yeah. But anyway, that's, what, that's pretty much all I want to say. Yeah, I don't think I've got anything else really. Uh... Well, the season's about to end, so we'll conveniently probably be able to get the Diamond Rewards for the next season, season immediately. Woo! For all of us, not just me. Oh, but, yeah, but then what we've got to strive for? Rocket Pass, <laughs> Rocket Pass. Yeah. Yes, exactly. The yeah. long grind of Rocket Pass. Yeah. Keep getting them levels. <laughs> Still hasn't been a patch to make that screen take any less amount of time. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. That's not too bad. I don't mind it too much. But... Well, it's 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 bad just normally when the XP screen shows up, but then when you actually level up in Rocket Pass, it's like, oh no, this is going to take twice as long. Because <laughs> it has to do the stupid level up animation. <laughs> it's not actually a reward. <laughs> it's uh, like, oh, I leveled up. Great. <laughs> I don't really remind. I don't. I don't have so much of a problem with that stuff. I don't mind at all. I mean, it's it's kind of okay because you know, like basically everyone is doing it. Mm. So when you're coming to the end of the match scoreboard, everyone's still readying up at approximately the same time yeah, because yeah. they all having to sit through that terrible, truly long animation. <laughs> but yeah, still inconvenient and annoying. It's like you just want to play more quickly, more games. That's what else have you been playing, Zach? Well, we haven't been playing much more Stardew and Multiplayer. That may have ended, maybe. Mm. I don't know. I didn't didn't really hold you. Well, I mean, we had already done it before in Multiplayer with the mod, so it's not really that much different, even in the official version. It works better, but it's still Stardew, so... (laughs) We still between between like single player and multiplayer, we've both still played that game at least three times each. <laughs> Twice in multiplayer and once by ourselves. So it's just like you're not really seeing anything new. There are a couple of new things, as I said, not included with that multiplayer, but I guess we've seen them now. The new event that happens in winter. And I'm not sure there is any like super end game new stuff that got added. And I played it a bit more in my single-player game, still trying to grind out those achievements, but I still haven't even found one more of those goddamn super-rare artifacts that I'm looking for. <laughs> like, all, pretty much all I do now, because my farm is now as automated as it can be, where it's just like all my crops are, have sprinklers, so I don't have to worry about watering them. And also all I do is just, like, come out of my house, check on the animals, check on the brewing, and then I'm just... That's pretty much all I have to do on the farm. So all I do every day is just like do a loop around the whole map to check everywhere that the artifact spots can possibly spawn. And I still haven't found them. <laughs> and it's been like half a year. And I'm, it's just kind of annoying. There's nothing you can do to improve it. I wish there was. That should have been something that they should have added in the, in the update. Some kind. You, they did add, there's a new like special secret item you can get that increases your luck permanently. But that doesn't really affect the artifact spot spawning. That's still just like a generic thing that's based on... It's not based on your luck. It's just a random chance per day of it spawning in the world. So it's not something you can control, like using the luck when you're going in the dungeons to make enemies drop more loot or whatever. So it kind of sucks. You're just churning away at the days, not actually even farming that much. (laughs) But I still do have other things to do. Like, I still have had the... F- I was considering, like, not farming at all. But it's like, I do still technically need the, the achievement for exporting, like, 15 of every crop, which I haven't done somehow. 
I'm like, which one of these in this list doesn't have an IX more than 15 of yet? Mm. <laughs> Looking through there. And then all the cooking, so where, to where it's like, obviously I need all the different ingredients, so I still have to grow all the different plants to get the cooking achievement. So still reasons to farm. Maybe I'll get through that. And then I played a lot of Factorio again. I finally got to the point where I was like, okay, now I've turned on my base, and as predicted, the power gets completely fucked. <laughs> so then I was like, okay, now I have to do that one bit of research that I said I was going to do, and now I can design a nuclear power plant and build that, and then not even trust my maths on that one, because it seemed weird. Like, I did all the maths like I usually do, put it in the spreadsheet and calculated it all, and I was like, this doesn't... This seems different from what I remember it being last time, but that could have changed in, like, the mods or whatever. could have mm. changed since the last time I did it. And it doesn't seem entirely right, but then I was like, oh, screw it, I can't be bothered to check this maths anymore than I already have done, so I'll just build it, see if it works. And it, well, I mean, it works to run as a power station currently, but it's not really under load at the moment. Because mm. <laughs> it's also well massively excessive. Like, it's far too much reactors compared to how much power I'm actually using at the moment, so I won't even know if it collapses under high load or whatever until I actually build a lot more stuff. Right, I see. <laughs> But for now, it at least functions as a power plant. So that solved all my power problems. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, let's go and build even more factory. But I, you know, even though I said specifically when I was designing this modular idea of a factory, I was like, this is going to solve all my problems I had last time. I'm going to make everything nice and contained. And because of the way C-Block works, where everything comes out of nothing, it can all be separate chunks and I can not have to worry about, you know, being so precise about um, you know resources because you have infinite resources effectively so it doesn't matter if you're wasting anything or whatever but I still didn't I still fucked up and tried to tried to be too you know too recycling like when you have a process that uses sulfuric acid and it puts out sulfuric wastewater you can take that sulfuric wastewater and reprocess it and get sulfur back out and then use that sulfur to make sulfuric acid and it's not like it's one to one so like you do still need to generate extra sulfur over time yeah, but the recycling saves you some of that. Mm. So I tried to do that, and then I was like, "Nope, this is still a bad idea because pipes are so janky that they don't really—you can't really get very high flow rate. And at this scale of factory, you are overloading the amount of flow you can put through these pipes, so everything just locks up at a certain point because there's lack of fluids getting through the pipes to where it needs to go." I was like, "Yeah, I did it again, didn't I? Mm -hmm. I need to redesign these factories to make everything contained and basically just be like, fuck the wastewater, just dump it." <laughs> <laughs> And then probably everything will work way better. Right, screw the efficiencies. Yeah, because yeah. you don't actually need them. And more so now that I have ridiculous amounts of power from the nuclear power stations, because really the efficiencies, if you're not saving resources, you're saving power. But now I've solved the power problem as well. So I effectively have infinite power and infinite resources. So it's like, now I can just be as wasteful as I want, and it won't actually matter. So, But that does mean I just need to start another redesign of a lot of stuff. But that's fine, because that's basically what the game is. And at the point I'm at where I'm like, I've got enough. I don't even really have enough resources to run the research that I'm doing. Like, if I run research continuously for a long time, it's like, oh, the iron belt's starting to run out, and then the copper belt starts to run out. And I'm like, yeah, I could do some more of that. But then you look at the end game of the of C-Block, where you're, like, building the spaceship, and the amount of resources you need for that is insanely high. And I'm like... This is. I'm not even just going to be able to expand this base to make it like that. I really am going to have to redesign to even get close to that level of free, throughput. 
Right. You'd have to go to like the maximum tier of belts and probably like speed modules in everything and probably robots to transport stuff around to get anywhere near that level of output. So that is still what that game is about, redesigning everything at a certain point. Mm. I still haven't torn down the old base, technically. If you look at my map, you've got like the le- right half is all the modular sections where it's like these nicely laid out squares on a grid with the pipes and stuff running between them. And then the left half is the old base where it's just, here's a kind of base, but it's still just random bits of stuff chucked everywhere. And it's like, here's a little experimental setup I was doing at some point, but I've just mm-hmm. left because I might need it. <laughs> you just need that, you need to double that stuff just to get off the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't actually disassembled it because originally I was going the left hand base that was the old base. Once I got the right hand base going, I was just going to disassemble all that. And that was where the big nuclear reactor was going to go. But now the nuclear reactor is like crammed at the end of it, like turned around the wrong way on like sand because I didn't even bother to pave it. <laughs> so it's just like, ah, oh, fuck it. I can go over there for now. <laughs> at some point, maybe I'll disassemble this. Disassembling stuff is just a big hassle though. Even though I have robots now or have had robots for quite a while. So I could just be like, drag over the whole thing and it will just disassemble it and shove it in boxes. But then you have to sort through the boxes. Mm. And there's a lot of resources that are like in the buildings where it's just like like a component of something that would only be used in another process, but there's just some of it inside the buildings. And then that all gets shoved in boxes and you're like, oh, now I have to sort through all this crap at some point and find put it back where it needs to go. Are. Yeah. So even just disassembling a base with robots is still actually quite a hassle at a certain point. Or, you know, you could just ignore it, I guess. You could shove it all in boxes and then shoot them. Because <laughs> that's the only way you can get rid of physical oh, items. You, you, in can't, fact, you, can't, you can't dump it. <laughs> no, you can dump liquids and and gases in this mod pack. You have the clarifier for liquids and the flare stack for gases. If you have a physical item, nothing you can do apart from put it in a box and shoot it until the box explodes <laughs> and then that destroys it. <laughs> It's the most fun way to destroy things. (laughs) Yes. And that was, you know, when you're considering the idea of dumping resources like the sulfuric wastewater, it's like, oh, I can dump sulfuric wastewater, that's real easy, you just shove it in a cloud fryer and it goes away. But if you have a physical item, it's like, can I somehow convert this physical item into a fluid, which I can then dump? (laughs) (laughs) That's quite funny. Automation is the key. Because if you're ever storing stuff in a container, you're like, this is going to go bad. It's going to get full at some point. Automated dumps. Yeah. I wish that... Because I did play ages ago. There was another mod pack. Well, it might have been a singular mod or a couple of mods that had, like, just an incinerator. <laughs> where you can pretty much just chuck anything in it and just burn it. And it's like, yeah, that's nice. But also kind of made certain other parts of that mod too easy. Because hmm. it was... I think it was the mod that had, like, the mining where the mining drills didn't just output ore, they output, like, gravel and dirt and stuff, and which you had to sort through. But then once you got the incinerator, it was like, you just double that shit in the incinerator and it just goes away. And it's like, that's too easy <laughs> for that specific mod. So, yeah, Factoria, still a bunch of that. Still going. Yep. Still go. Getting marginally more efficient now that I've got through the whole power and, and research problems. Still going. I mean, if, if you've got like infinite power and resources, haven't you kind of broken the game? Or is that the objective? Well, that is kind of the objective. Since right. the whole idea of Sea Block is you are making everything out of just water. <laughs> right. Okay. You do effectively have infinite resources right from the start. So the whole idea is that because the cost of everything is so ridiculously huge, you just have to build larger and larger bases to 
produce more and more stuff to actually keep up with the demand of some of these late game things. Right. Mm. So it's more more of a game of scaling than like hunting resources. Right, that makes sense. Factor, it might be or logistics. I guess there's still some logistics, but not as much. You so can do you like much it? make things where you need them rather than having to like you don't use railways in C block because obviously, firstly, there's no land, but secondly, you can just make the stuff where you need it rather than having to ship things. So are you liking C block better almost, or is it just a fun sideshow? Well, I mean, I've played Vanilla Factorio more than enough to be like, I've solved that puzzle, and you know, that's what I need. I need puzzles. Right. I mean, that's why the C block is like, because it's this big combination of mods, and it's just like, it adds so much complexity in terms of like, you know, the recipes and all that. That's the puzzle to solve. And I mm. guess I've never really built massively massive bases, even in Vanilla Factorio. I did occasionally attempt to get that far. The one time where I was trying to get that fucking achievement for making 20 million green circuits. And that's a cumulative achievement as well. It counts up over time in any game. I still haven't got it. What are you doing in your C block run? Well, it doesn't count because it's modern. Because it's modern. So it's in vanilla. One time I did specifically be like, okay, this vanilla game, I've I've finished the main objective, you know, I've launched the rocket. Now let's just try and make as many green circuits as fast as possible to try and grind for that achievement. And I still only made like 2 million on that map. Hmm. Out of the 20 million that you need, I think I've got like 6 million total. That achievement's just fucking ridiculous. Hmm. So it's like, um, what was it called? Seriously 2.0 or something <laughs> from Gears of War. Yeah, just kill a million, million people, wherever that was. Yeah, some ridiculously high number. And that is actually the only achievement I haven't got, in fact. <laughs> One day, but been, uh, of course, playing. now I don't play vanilla any longer, so no. I'm not just progressing that achievement. Oh, I'm going to have to disappear for a second, sorry. Rob, Rob been, has I've, to temporarily yeah. go right at the end of this podcast. Yeah, I've been, I've been putting it off for as long as I can. Couldn't. Well, hurry, hurry back for the yeah, end. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to turn off the recording. I well, guess I could technically do it. Yeah, of course, I have to hurry regardless. <laughs> what have you played, Dan? Uh, I'm still playing God of War. Yeah. Um, it's good. It's I'm getting better at the combat now. And um, <laughs> is yeah, it I'm, about to screw you when you start playing Spider-Man? And it's different, but sort of similar. <laughs> Uh, I don't think so because I don't think they are that similar. It, it like God of War. I know it's slowed down a lot, but it's definitely like character action in the vein of a like a well, the old God of Wars, but in the vein of like a bayonetta or something, which is quite yeah, different kind of to banning stuff out, I guess, rather than thinking about these moves exactly like how Batman would. No, it's slower like Batman. Like you do have to think about it, but there's a lot more moves than in Batman. Oh, right. Like, like there's there's a lot, and then you've got like mad, these runic things, like magic spell type things. But my main problem was like forgetting to use all the abilities that I had. Especially once you start gaining experience, you start unlocking more like combos and moves, and it's like bloody hell! I can't even remember all the moves that I've got. You know, to, to in the base moves, let alone uh, all the extra stuff that you can unlock. Um, Isn't Spider-Man going to be like that as well? I don't think so, or maybe, but uh, I don't think they're that. And Spider-Man's a lot more casual. I think God of War is it's got some serious depth going on in the combat, which is the main game other than the story. Um, so I think they're quite <laughs> is different. Is that the same as Spider-Man? Surely the main game in Spider-Man is the combat, technically. Yeah, it's a bit more light, though, isn't it? And you've got all the yeah. swinging around and stuff, and yeah, all of that stuff. And I, I, I guess you could say Spider-Man is sort of more in the Batman style of, like, you're not just, it's not so much about just brawling. It's like you're trying to pick people off 
beforehand or use certain yeah eliminate people quickly although god of war does have like environmental stuff like you know knocking down things to fall on people and stuff and all that mm. and there's a lot of like i'm um what uh, my main trick entry into getting better at the combat was like focusing on the ranged stuff like throwing the axe um once right. i got more comfortable with that um then i kind of knew how to um maneuver around because when i was trying to sort of brawl it was all going very wrong at first but now i know where and when to brawl and when to pull back and i'm still not very good at parrying like i i tend to dodge or instead of parry most of the time um but there are some like the enemy range attacks sometimes it's that you can block them completely with the shield uh and you can't like if they're area of effect attacks you can't dodge them but you can block them with a the shield so i need to right. like get a bit better with the with the shield stuff but i'm definitely and and i've managed to find some of the runic attacks that i actually remember to use which are ranged ones basically because my problem is that when i'm brawling i forget all the stuff so like then in the breather moments when I'm like throwing the axe or whatever and I'm at a bit of range, then I'm like, oh, I actually have some abilities that I could actually trigger <laughs> at this point. So that's been my trick. And I think then maybe now that I'm starting to remember that I have these, because you have three, I think. There's like a light and a heavy runic attack and then your kid has a has a magic attack as well. Um, that are all on cooldowns uh, and you have the cooldown icons in the bottom of the HUD but I just always forget to use them <laughs> so um, um starting to improve there and the, st- the story's going I think um, I think I was complaining last time that I wish there was like a challenge mode like in Batman to uh, hone the combat but I think actually it might actually exist you just have to I think it's a different realm that's like optional I think it's like a side quest to unlock it that I haven't done yet so I'm going to go and investigate that and And they didn't uh, really make it explicit that that's what it was no they haven't made it explicit and also um, because it's like part of the the world or whatever in the story it, it wouldn't it would be weird if they were like hey go he- here for the combat trials well uh, i mean they could have said something you know like you need, you need training you should go here and yeah well that's what they should have done i mean, I mean, uh, it, I mean but couldn't there be like some sort of law thing where it is like just a giant arena because you know like vikings like, uh, possibly like, yeah i mean maybe there'll be more of that um but uh, it's more like of a kind of or something you got like. yeah um yeah and the story is developing there are some twists which so even already uh but i think it's quite a long game i think i'm only like a third of the way through even though i've been playing for a while it's annoying there's no um there's no hour count anywhere which is kind of annoying oh right so you don't uh, know i don't know how like long i've been playing one or something no there isn't in the ps4 no, uh so there's actually no way of knowing how long i've been playing it feels like a while now but i'm yeah and that definitely getting better at it and of course it has really spectacular sequences of ridiculous stuff going on as kind of the old god wars did but now it looks amazing right Mm. like fighting dragons and running out the side of them and smashing them in the face and all that stuff complete with you know because of course you've got the depth of the actual combat so when it gets punctuated with a bit of pseudo quick time event it works you know it's not like it's not it's not all the time. It's like infrequent enough that it's fine. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so that's working really well. Um, and like I was saying, there's variety in it because of individuals, because of these different realms and stuff. But I, you do spend more. I've spent most of my time in Midgard so far. So, um, 
um there's more more aesthetics coming up i think so looking forward to that i think it's pretty huge this game um i don't think i definitely don't have time for spider-man but i'm hopefully gonna get through it before uh before red dead times hmm. um, yeah I, I, i'm still really intrigued on playing this oh you're gonna love it i can see why it's like a game of the year type type deal so uh, it's definitely gonna come up there so uh, um yeah very positive on it even though it's not wasn't initially my kind of thing and i was quite frustrated at first with the combat like i'm getting into it now and uh yeah oh that's the duck um yeah the only thing is that like that i was gonna say is like there are these optional like realm tears where you can fight sometimes fight enemies that are quite a lot more leveled than you or high, or from later in the game or something they're like normal enemies not bosses obviously but that are too too leveled for you um and uh, that's kind of cool but i was fighting these guys and getting frustrated because yeah i be, i would get, finally getting good with the axe which is the main weapon and then they're like basically invulnerable to the axe <laughs> so, oh, no. so that yeah. was kind of annoying they're like uh hell walkers or whatever they were so that was kind of a pain um uh, and then um generally the combat is kind of best in a open arena which there are lots of obviously they vary how they look and stuff but generally it's like a flat plane and you're fighting a bunch of dudes or or one big dude or a couple of big dudes or whatever uh, and with not too much in the way um mm-hmm. so there uh, there was a bit that I did which is like freeing a dragon or something and it was actually quite sort of a twisty turny uh, area full of like rocks and stuff um so it was kind of a little bit awkward trying to move around them and also the dragon crept, kept like breathing fire or whatever electric fire all over the place like like making the ground dangerous to stand on so you had to keep running around all the time uh, and then the enemies i was fighting had like regen kept stopping to regenerate their health uh, so and the other one kept disappearing because it was the revenant the like witch enemies so that was that was an interesting fight it took me quite a long time to um uh, to figure out how to like run past i use the the bow the the my kid's bow a lot i i, I seem to have upgraded that because uh, 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 you usually you'd, you'd think oh, I'll, I'll spend my skills on my attacks and my shield and uh, all all, Atre- uh, all um, Kratos's stuff, but actually mm. it's worth upgrading Atreus the kid because uh, the arrows are actually pretty useful, not just for distracting enemies, but also for dealing them damage and um, stunning them and stuff. So, so because what you're saying is don't don't neglect bow boy. Don't <laughs> neglect the bow boy. Yeah, it, it's really useful. And don't forget to just the problem is it's another thing to remember. You have to kind of remember every pause in the combat. You should like start spamming the um, bow the the arrow button. Mm. Um, but yeah, he's pretty nifty. So very helpful. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, enjoying the story and the the boss battles and stuff it's coming along so i mean it's a great game um, i saw god of war 3 is on ps plus this month oh really like like, i'm not i I can't say i've ever really played any of those like properly like so i I bet they play fine as like character action games the tone is like totally different yeah i'm pretty sure i'm going to be put off by that almost immediately (laughs) <laughs> almost certainly i don't think they would be my kind of thing I'd rather play bayonetta uh, Absolutely. But, but this new one killer all killer no very little filler given the size <laughs> of it so i would definitely uh get on board once you're 
done with uh, Spider-Man in. Well, yeah, I hear, I hear that this, this Spider-Man is, is pretty large in itself, even if you're like mainlining it. You know, it's, it's, there's a lot to do there. Well, uh, we'll see, and, depending and, and on our... it's worth doing, yeah, from what I hear. Well, depending on our play rates, if you don't want to spend the dollar, we could probably swap our physical copies of... Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, by, the, by the time I'm done with Spider-Man, well, we'll both be deep in Red Dead at that point. So. Yeah, we will. Yeah. <laughs> Assuming you're playing it when it comes out. Yeah, pretty much. Cool. It's the whole point of me getting this thing, really, other than yeah. Spider-Man. It's like, I'll, I'll be Red Dead for sure. Cool, yeah. Right. Look forward to that. And that's the end of our podcast. I need to uh, dislodge a cat from my lap. Yes, you got up and then you sat down. The, the cat's out of you. Yeah. <laughs> Have we got any uh, videos coming up on the old Happy Salad YouTube channel? There is another Gungeon video going up next <laughs> oh, week. More Gungeon. Gungeon 4. In this, well, in this batch of Gungeons. <laughs> yes, in this, yeah. in this instance. The uh, advanced... Dun- which way we're it around, is it? <laughs> advanced Gungeons and Dragons. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, this will be the fourth one of those we've done. The most successful one so far. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Gungeons and Dragons. Okay. I mean, I think I'm, I'm running out of ways of like making ridiculous twists on that already. Like that name, I think I could probably keep going, but they're just going to get like li- a lot more ridiculous. Well, I mean, what you needed to do for Gungeon was start doing what you do for the soundcast. Start using the names of guns that we what? got in the run. I sort of did. Well, there was that one. <laughs> like, was it abundant gunkies and donkeys? <laughs> yes. How <laughs> whatever sense that makes. <laughs> yeah, so I've already got a name for this one. This next one. <laughs> It's so ridiculous. check that out when it comes out on uh, our YouTube channel. Yes, we've had um, we've sort of been donated a copy of, well, not donated, lent a copy of Final Fantasy Twelve. So maybe we'll start start that. Maybe, maybe. I haven't decided yet. What happened to Final Fantasy Eight? <laughs> yeah, I know we did that one, and then it <laughs> crashed, and then we lost we lost the uh, footage, oh. and it was like, oh, we're never playing this again. <laughs> okay. <it's over. laughs> I have a plan for another series. Oh, do you? That I want to get to at some point, but I haven't decided when. And also, it may not turn out to be a series. Or it might just be one. Depends how it goes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, stay tuned for that, and uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another Salacast. Move, kitty. Move. Come on. (laughs) Your cat is disapproving of your moving. Come on, cat. No. No, come on. That's that's not off my leg. You need to be off my leg. There we go. I'm free. (laughs) (laughs) Did <laughs> <laughs> the cat jump at you? He jumps at my face. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>